Hey, it's Bill and Jamie from your favorite hip hop podcast, Mr. Throwback Thursday. Say hello, Jamie. Hello, Jamie. <laughs> now, and we had we to tell you which show we were from in case you were curious which your favorite hip hop podcast was. <laughs> yes, because we're either your favorite or you've never heard us either one. Yes. Um, but in all seriousness, we want to wish all the best to our fellow podcasting brethren, uh, Marcus Vanderberg, as he moves on to Greener Pastures, the Kings of Sport. Um, an institution for us podcast listeners for a long time with uh, Nate and Marcus. And Marcus, um, you're one of the few guys who could have ever gotten me to wear a L.A. Kings hat. <laughs> Going back to our bet back in 2014. Yeah. So uh, I personally would like to wish you all the best in your newest endeavor. We will miss you. Uh, but yes, wait, from what I understand, losing a piece of the high voltage family. We are, we are, but on to uh, onward and upward. Yes, and that's a good thing. So, uh, what is it that Luke Cage says? Always forward. There you go. So, all the best to our friend Marcus over at the Kings of Sport as he moves on. I think to... he's just running away because we beat him in fantasy football every year. Well, let's let's see. This show's been seven years. We've won that league four out of the seven years we've been on. I think that's what it is. Yes. So, so run, tell that. Indeed. <laughs> in all seriousness, all the best to you, Marcus. We are going to miss you. Uh, we will keep in touch with you on the social media platforms, as we always do. But uh, you have the full backing of the TBT posse, and uh, we wish you nothing but the best. Yay, yay. The politics of chains and whips got the sick missing chips and all the championships. What's love got to do with what you got? Don't let a win get to your head or a loss to your heart. Nonsense, perseverance, prayers, lips with fear, beware. Two triple O is my It might feel good, it might sound a little something. But damn the game, if it don't mean nothing. What is game? Who got game? Where's the game? And like, behind the game, behind the game. I got game, she got game, we got game, they got game, he got game. It might feel good, it might sound a little something. Welcome to the Kings of Sport, the program that's changing the game one show at a time. With your host, Nate Milton. Yes! And Marcus Vandenberg. So sit back and relax, because you're now down with the Kings. And welcome to the Kings of Sport, the program, changing the game one show at a time, a.k.a. the world's most dangerous sports show, a.k.a. iTunes' longest-running weekly episodic program produced and hosted by two or more African-Americans who are not affiliated with the major network. We back uh, in, in, in quick fashion, for us at least, uh, gave you two shows last week, and, and we are here to bring you another one this week. Got a lot to get to. On this week's episode, a lot of NBA Finals talk. We're going to talk some Major League Baseball, which 
feels like we haven't done in a long time. Uh, but but being that uh, it is All Star Week, we we're gonna talk some baseball. Uh, but before we get into any of that, let me introduce my co-host, making his last scheduled appearance on the podcast for the time being. He hails from the city of Angels. Y'all give it up for Marcus. I don't want to leave, but I got to go right now. <laughs> Vandenberg, what's good, brother? What's up, Nate? How you doing? I'm I'm good, my friend. I'm good. This is going to be a fun show. It's going to be a, a bittersweet show in some ways, but it's going to be fun because I feel like we got a lot to talk about and, and we may have some special guests pop up later on in the program this week. But uh, I guess the question some of the listeners might want to know, Marcus, and some of the viewers who are watching us live today might want to know is coming off of our special uh, edition of the show that came out late last week. How are you doing this week, my brother? I am good. Um, as you mentioned, this will be my last appearance on this show. Um, I would say indefinitely, but put it this way. If I end up back in the show in a couple of years, then something probably went horribly wrong. So yes. um, let's hope I don't come back to the show for that very reason just because that means something happened. And as we mentioned in the last episode, we will do another podcast, uh, Nate and I, uh, Topic TBD. Um, it won't be sports. It won't be oh, Hold on, hold on, Marcus. Hold on. I, I'm not going to let you be negative here on your last episode because, you know, you're, you're right. It could mean that something went wrong with, with, your, with your new position, or it could mean something went horribly right. You know, you could have won the lottery, and become a millionaire, and you don't need to work, and you're trying to build a rocket ship to go up in space with Bezos and the other white man. This is true. So who knows, Marcus? One of those two things would be the reason that you would come back. I could be retired by 40. That's that's possible as well. <laughs> so, um, But yes, we were we will continue to do a show of some sort, probably in the fall, uh, topic TBD. And I don't know. Nate will probably have a better answer for this, but I just whenever the next episode of the Team of Sports without me will go on, I'm assuming, in a couple weeks, question mark? Yeah, probably in a couple weeks because I'll have to cut a new intro. Uh, like, we've, we've had a good run with the intro that we currently have because we, che- we had an original intro when there were three of us, and that lasted for about a year and a half. And then we had the intro that y'all just heard since then. So yeah. for at least seven years six seven years we've had that intro so i'm gonna have to cut a new intro for the show maybe preferably one that doesn't get us uh flagged on youtube every time an episode goes up <laughs> yeah i didn't look with that because the uh the theme song has been become part of the show and yes. uh if that's a thing getting flagged then yeah that's uh that's a problem yeah every Every episode, like clockwork, Marcus, uh, I am reminded of the the power. Even though they no longer putting out records, I'm reminded of the power of the Run DMC people because every episode uh, has been flagged for that theme song. So, yeah, who knows? We might have to keep the tradition going just with a with a reworked theme uh, since you're not going to be around, brother. Maybe if you do it at double speed, the the bots <laughs> won't be able to catch it. Or, or or chop and screw it, slow it down. Ooh, and and chop it and screw it, and then see what happens. Oh, okay, yeah, I might have to. I was about to say, who do we know in Houston? But then I was like, we know Ronnie. Like, Ronnie, 
Sure, Ronnie knows some DJ out there that could that could hook us up with a chopped and screwed version of Down with the Kings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so uh, yeah, this is Marcus's last episode. Uh, we we are happy for the brother, even though we we sad that he's not going to be around anymore. But uh, let's let's do what we do, Marcus Vandenberg. Let's talk about some sports because on our last episode we talked with our, our new friend uh, Sid, aka SP3, and we talked about the NBA Finals. And I think maybe the biggest surprise in the first three games of these finals, Marcus, is not just that Giannis is playing, but how well uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo was playing out here on these streets. So uh, 2-1 is where the series currently stands. Phoenix up two on the uh, Bucks has seeing the way Giannis has played in these first three games, Marcus, given you any reason to alter your prediction? Because I, I had uh, the Suns in six, Sid had the Bucks, I think, and so then Bucks I, and seven. And yeah, he had Bucks and seven, and you had Bucks uh, Suns and six as well. Yeah. So I, have you changed no, your predictions after these first three games? No, I haven't yet. Um, Suns didn't look great in game three. We will see about Wednesday night's game how they respond. The honest depend on which officiating crew is assigned. Uh, yeah, Giannis <laughs> uh, is interesting because in Game Three he was not shooting jumpers. He was not shooting outside the paint, and um, that proved to be really efficient for Milwaukee and for Giannis. So they have to figure out how to get DeAndre Ayton or, mm. or another big to try to slow him down. And uh, if they can't figure that out, then yeah, that's where Milwaukee, I think, can win this series. But um, I'm assuming that Giannis won't have another 40-point game of that of that nature. I, I'm still confident in my prediction, Suns and Six, Marcus. Uh, but, but I do think those next two wins are going to be tougher than I previously thought. Because, like you said, Giannis is not out here playing around. Giannis is not out here staying on the perimeter. You know, he's taking it to the paint. He's he's showing us like I'm not going to go as far as to say peak Giannis because we know the brother's hurt. We know mm -hmm. he's not 100% but he's given us a reasonable facsimile of what Giannis usually does and I think if, if, if I'm a Suns fan am I worried? No. Am I a bit concerned? Yes. Because if you don't solve this Giannis riddle, then I think I'll just say it like this, Marcus. I feel like if, if the Bucks win the next game and tie the series up 2-2, that puts a little seed of doubt in my mind if I'm rooting for the Suns because like I, I've said all along, the Bucks are going to get two games, but I think there's a difference between winning game three and then, you know, maybe winning game five versus winning games three and four in terms of the momentum, in terms of the way the team feels about themselves. And so, like, I honestly, I'm not going to go as far as to say something ridiculous, something crazy, Marcus, like this is a must-win game for Phoenix, but it's a you probably should win game for the Sun. But nothing, no team has really shown me anything where I feel like, the other team can beat or, or steal a win on the road. And, and if that happens, then this is going seven. And 
you know, game seven will be a crapshoot at that point. But um, yeah, I, I did see Milwaukee winning game four and Phoenix taking game five back in Phoenix. And, um, you know, we're sort of doing this back and forth dance before we get to game seven. And at that point, <laughs> you know, neither team's been there. I think Jade Crowder is the only player to make the finals on both rosters. Yep. It's who knows what happens in a game seven where you aren't experienced enough to be scared because you've never gone through it. And maybe it results, you know, the last game seven, or the, the game seven that pops in my mind from the finals would be Lakers Celtics. And mm. that was just 2010. That was a dog fight. That was an ugly game. And, uh, the Lakers tweeted out. So maybe we see a game seven that looks a more low, more so like a game one or game two, where it's more free flowing than, than people being tense. Yeah. I, I could see it either going one of two ways, Mark. It's either like you're saying, like it's, they, they play with reckless abandon. If that situation arises because they, they haven't had that experience in the finals. And so they don't know, you know what they don't know, or it could be real citrusy out there. Like we get just lemon booty all over the court, brother. Like people mm-hmm. playing real tight. Because they know what's at stake. And I think, and I I didn't think I was going to say this, Marcus Vandenberg. I think it's going to come down to the coaches. And you know how I feel about the booty man. No love for the booty man to be found in in, in my household. But it's going to come down to adjustments. Like, can Monty Williams make this adjustment on what Giannis has done the past couple games? And then once that adjustment gets made, what does Budenholzer do? Uh, uh, because, yeah, <laughs> I, I sense the, the 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 suspicion in your voice about any adjustments Coach Bud could make. I mean, the fact that Drew Holiday wasn't guarding, you know, the defensive situation in Game One was off. So, mm. yeah, I I would be concerned too about adjustments from Milwaukee's side. And I would give the coaching advantage to Money Williams all day. And I think yeah. that's, you know, looking at the two teams, I think that's going to be the big advantage for, for Phoenix. And the reason why Phoenix wins is because of Money Williams coaching, uh, despite having Milwaukee having the best player on the court, to be honest. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, like, Phoenix has the better coach. Phoenix has the better all-around team, I think. But Giannis is that dude, right? Giannis yeah. is – a former MVP and two times, he, two time, yeah. And if he can play the way he's played these last two games, if he can keep that up, which would be remarkable, given a lot of us didn't think he was even going to play, he, he was going to yeah. suit up those first two games. If he can keep this up, it's anybody's anybody's series. That being said, Marcus, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a chance to hedge your bets, no pun intended here, on this final episode for you, because I'm sticking with my predictions. I'm sticking with Suns in six, both on this podcast and also on any gambling app that I may or may not have placed a bet on. I'm sticking with Phoenix in six. Marcus, are you sticking with your prediction, or are you going to make an adjustment right now? I'm sticking with Suns in six. Um, I think they lose game four, Mm. and they win game five and still game sits back in Milwaukee. So. Okay. I'm going, I'm going sons and sets. Okay. So, uh, those are our NBA thoughts. I will, we'll spare you our thoughts on team USA. Uh, cause I will tell you, Marcus, the only thing that will come out of my mouth is, uh, unadulterated Lloyd Pierce slander. And I don't want to slander that brother today. 
Real, real quick on Team USA. Go um, ahead, talk to them. They are in a tough spot because normally there's more lead up time to the Olympics for these guys, and they're right. coming off a short. You're coming off two short NBA seasons now. Yeah, they have not had a chance to gel. Three of the guys of the 12 man roster are playing currently at the moment in the NBA Finals. So that is another factor too. When you mm-hmm. get to your final twelve, you have three guys that are going to be pretty gassed. And yeah. if this thing goes seven games, they will have to meet their team probably in Tokyo because the Olympics start on a Friday opening ceremony. Yeah, finals wrap on a, the night before on a, on a Thursday. <laughs> so yeah, if if this team loses, that, that ain't no short flight. No. From I'm Phoenix sure corn, to Tokyo. Quarantine probably in there somewhere too that yeah. they have to do. So if this team loses, you know, it's not Popovich's fault. It's, it's not Durant's fault. It is what it is. I mean, this isn't, you know, this isn't a group that has played together and to expect them to mm-hmm. compete on the world stage and win just because they're the United States, then I think that is downplaying the rest of the world in terms of how they developed their, their basketball yeah, game. Because the world's gotten better. Uh they these teams play together more often, like you're saying, Marcus. They're they're a cohesive team as opposed to a collection of really good players. Uh yeah. but then the other thing is like the rules are a, a little bit different in the international game mm-hmm. in a way that I think favors some of those international teams where you know if you if you've got a big presence in the paint, which our team currently doesn't really, like that can favor you in some of these matchups. Yeah, there's some, you know, three point lines different, mm-hmm. um, foul situations different. Um, I believe the the piece is smaller. Um, the U.S. team has three bids, and I would say they're not even quote unquote traditional bid men. In, in Draymond, Adebayo, and Kevin Love, you're not you don't have like a yeah DeAndre Ayton type or a you know a traditional center on this team. So they're going with shooters. They're going kind of small, and we'll see if that ends up working or a backfiring on them. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, if we was gonna keep it real, like most of the best centers in the NBA currently are international players. Yeah. Rudy Gobert and 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 Jokic and and even uh, your man Embiid, yep. Embiid. So, but speaking of international players, because here's the thing, Marcus. Like I didn't even know this was gonna be something we was gonna talk about today, but it kind of blew up yesterday on social media, and I was like, oh, what, what, what better way to send Marcus off than with a a juicy baseball topic? You know, for those that have listened to the show since the beginning, since day one, Marcus used to cover baseball. Major League Baseball for Yahoo Sports. Uh, and, and he often regaled us with his trips to spring training with the baseball buddies, uh, which, he, which he tried to integrate. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the Jackie Robinson of, yes, of the baseball the Jackie buddies. Robinson of the baseball buddies. Uh, but, okay, so I'm going to talk about this story without talking about the individual. Uh, basically what happened yesterday was, you know, this is All-Star Week, and so we got the Home Run Derby last night. And one of the big attractions, arguably the main attraction for the Home Run Derby, is Shohei Otani from the Anaheim Angels. And 
like arguably, arguably Marcus, the most fascinating player in the game right now. Yeah. Two-way player, can hit, can pitch, just about everything you want in the star. He, he should be a household name. Should be a household name. Should be, Marcus, some would say, the face of baseball. Yeah. Which takes us back to the controversy yesterday because this individual said that Shohei Otani, and, and I'm condensing it. I'm not you know, giving you the full statement. Uh, so you can correct me, Marcus, if I misconstrue the statements. But basically, this person said Shohei Otani could not be the face of baseball because this person is is foreign-born and speaks with an, through an interpreter. And you can't be the face of American baseball speaking a foreign language. Uh And that set off a lot of conversation and discussion yesterday. And here's the thing, Marcus. Have you watched the Falcon and the Winter Soldier or WandaVision or any of these Disney Plus shows? Uh, A few of WandaVision. That's it. That's it. Okay. Well, uh, and this is maybe a tiny spoiler for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There's a character called Baron Zemo who was the villain from Captain America Civil War. And Falcon and Bucky need his help. And so they get on this plane and they talking about, you know, Marvin Gaye's trouble man. And uh, Zemo's like, oh, it's it's truly encapsulates the African-American experience. It's complete, concise, a masterpiece. And Falcon, who is black, looks over at Zemo and is like, you're out of line, but you're right. <laughs> and. I kind of this this might be an unpopular opinion, Marcus Vandenberg, but with what this person said yesterday, he's out, he's way out of line. Like like he he crossed the line with that one, but I think he might be right, and not because Shohei can't be a star or shouldn't be a star. Like we know the dude is legit, but the question in my mind, Marcus, and and we've talked about this for years on this show, does Major League Baseball want him to be a star, and if so? Are they equipped to make this dude a star? Does MLB want him to be a star? Yes. Mm. Are they able to make him a star? Um, that's a tough one. And if, if if it's no, it's not because he's a foreign-born player. It's because no. the track record has shown that MLB has struggled with this across the board. Yeah. Uh, white players, black players, Asian players, Latin players. Mm-hmm. This has not been a situation where, at least recently, at least since the 90s, where I think the league has done a good job of marketing their stars. So I'm sure they want Otani to be a face and Tatis to be a face and Vlad mm-hmm. Jr. to be a face and Acuna to be a face. And there's room for more multiple faces. There doesn't be one face yeah. attached to the sport. That's that's pretty silly. But are they able to do it? So far, I would say no. Um, I think that Otani, for example, for what he's doing, this should be the top sports story every night. It should be the same mm-hmm. way we treated McGuire and Sosa and yep. – live tune in to their at bats. Every Otani at bat should be a live tune in at this point because no he's not he's not going to break the, the single season home run record. But he's still a pitcher. He's a two way athlete that is mm-hmm. still leading the league in home runs. He's able to pitch. His home runs are usually 
bombs. Like, he's just doing special things, and he's not treated as a special player. The way he's treated doesn't match his talents, put it like that. No. So, um, and that that is an issue that the league is trying to fix, and I don't know what the short-term solution or, or answer is for that, but it's something they've struggled with. Yeah, and, and I think you brought up a lot of good points right there, Marcus, because to me, and, and like I said earlier, like this might not be popular, but I don't think currently Otani can be the face of Major League Baseball, not because there's an Otani problem, but because there's a baseball problem and it's something they've got to work on, you know, because honestly, outside of Mike Trout and maybe Bryce Harper a little bit at the beginning of Bryce Harper, like who have been the guys they've tried to position in this place? Like I, cause honestly, as good as Mike Trout has been, I don't think Mike Trout's a star. Like he's a star inside of baseball, but he yeah. ain't no damn superstar. Like people that don't follow baseball don't know who Mike Trout is. And I think that that's part of the problem when you've had, you just, you just rattle off a lot of impressive young dudes, man. Tatis, Vlad. Acuna, like one of my favorite players, Ozzy Albies. Like there's a lot of good young dudes out here. But I don't know if they know how to make these guys stars. I think part of it is just the audience. And we've talked about the audience of baseball a lot over the years where it's gotten older and, and whiter since the 80s, since the 90s. You know, that's not to say that there are young people and people of color that uh, don't like baseball because there are, but that's your main consumer base. And, you know, we even had like, what was it last playoffs or the playoffs before where they had the King Griffey Jr. commercial, let the kids play. I think it was last year. Maybe two like ago. they had to come out with a commercial like, Hey guys, let's, these guys might flip bats and might have a little swag, but don't worry. It's still baseball. Like, I, I don't know, Marcus. Like I hope, like I hope Manfred can embrace Otani because this dude is special, but, like knowing what we like, what we've watched over the years with this sport, like I don't, I don't know if they if they're gonna be able to do it. I hope they can. I don't know if they will be. I think some of that you have to want to be the star, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think I, Trout's example. I don't think he's comfortable sort of being that person, and I don't know about Otani. Uh, I think Tatis has embraced being the star. I think yes. he. You see him on the show. You see him on commercials. He feels like a, a bigger deal than Otani. And not that Tatis isn't as good as Otani, but mm. what Otani's doing is so special that that should automatically have him stand out. Um, and it's more than just him playing the Anaheim. That's like that's a factor, but that's not the only reason why he's probably not right as, as you know, visible like he's not out there as, as more so like the face of the league. Um but I'm glad that I guess the only positive about all this is that people are now talking about Otani more this week. Yes. And hopefully this carries over into the second half of the season because they're not gonna make the playoffs probably. So this <laughs> is gonna be your your less feel of Otani for the regular season. I okay. We haven't like we haven't done this in a while. It's your last show, Marcus. So let's let's get into it. Like what the hell is wrong with the Angels, man? How do you how how do you have Mike Trout? Like, obviously, baseball is a little bit different than some of these other sports where if you've got a star that can make up for a lot of other deficiencies in the organization, 
but you got Trout, you got Otani, you got you got some high dollar people uh on, on the squad. What's what's wrong with them? Why haven't they? Why have they underachieved for so many years? Yeah, Rendon as well. I've yeah, Rendon. Like they just got out from under that long um, Pujols contract. Yep. Like what's 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 going on in Anaheim, brother? They don't have the Mike Trout of pitching. Mm. Um, they have Otani as a pitcher who they're trying to balance his work, and they're not using him every four days like a regular pitcher. Um, they could use more arm. I mean, that's really the thing. They need they need more pitching. And can they do that this year? Probably not. Trout's still not back yet. Uh, maybe next year they can figure out how to bring in some decent pitching. But that's the only thing they're missing. You know, once healthy, this lineup can hit. So they'll be all right. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, my kind of last thing on this topic, Marcus, is A, I hope you're right in that this controversy, so to speak, brings more awareness, not only to Otani, who's a player that deserves all the awareness uh, and all the accolades, but also to the way that people talk about different cultures in sports media. Because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's another thing like you and I have talked about for years, Marcus, like just the way players are described, you know, it, it's <laughs> the 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 white basketball players are scrappy gym rat, Marcus. Deceptively fast, if you will. Black player, just naturally gifted and blessed white player, high IQ, first one in the gym, last one to leave the gym. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, hope, hopefully, Marcus, this this will start a bit of a change. But also, in terms of Major League Baseball itself, I think like they they're sitting on not a literal gold mine, but they they sitting on a damn pile of money with with some of these players, man. Like you mentioned Tatis earlier, and I think Tatis to me does feel like a bigger deal, and maybe that's just you know because I play the video game and because I you know watch a lot of Padres games. Uh, haven't lived out there, but it feels like a lot of Tatis' stardom is Tatis driven rather than MLB driven, you know, per se. Uh, like what I know you said like Trout doesn't want to be a star, uh, but did, does it take like the guy that wants to be a star to be the star? And is that something that baseball maybe has lacked? I have already had one Bryce Harper. I think Bryce is comfortable mm. being the star. Um, and they tried for a bit. And then yeah. I think Bryce Harper, his numbers have not lived up to the the talking and the discussion that he was generating, especially compared to Mike Trout, which were mm. coming up at the same time. And Trout was just up here, despite the lack of playoff success. And Harper was down here um yeah. and this year when have you heard bryce harper's name this year the the only time i've heard people talk about bryce harper this year unfortunately was a couple of days ago when he sent out that tweet uh sending prayers up for acuna uh who just got hurt and yeah. like that's the first time i've heard anybody talk about bryce all season and you're right like yeah. for those first two three years it felt like he wanted to be the star, and baseball wanted him to be the star uh, to the point where he he almost felt overexposed, like 
very he was like Baker Mayfieldish. Like you getting all these commercials, but you ain't really done nothing yet. And he had nothing to show for it. I mean, mm. yeah, he won MVP, but you look at his numbers, and he's had some okay seasons in there, and it just didn't match the the, the level of the you know the times his name came up, especially from the lead. Um, it just it was like, all right, this isn't hurting. This isn't helping him. This is just hurting him. And then turning people off to him. Um, yeah. And now it's now it's too extreme because you hear nothing about Bryce Harper, despite being in a major city like Philly. But again, if you if you look at Philly's record and Bryce's numbers, like they're fine, but they're nothing that screams, you know, uh, a top five player in baseball. No, not even close. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Rick Becerra checking out the show in the comments. Uh agrees with our Bryce Harper takes and he's like Bryce Bryce who which is I guess you know what you could say about Bryce Harper this season uh even even John Carlos Stanton for example um mm. another guy who I would label more more in the trout category than Harper in terms of wanting to be the guy yeah. but plays in a market like New York number one market media market Plays on the Yankees. The Yankees are just okay this year. Stanton has been fine this year, but you don't hear Stanton's name at all. Nope. Um, Aaron, Aaron Judge, Judge had like a, a minute. Had a, he had a moment. And he had a, yeah, he, now, had a, he, had, he had a literal season where he was hot, and then it was like, mm. Yeah, and both of those guys have had their injuries issues that, that hurt a lot of this. But this year they've been, for the most part, healthy-ish. And mm. um, and nothing like I, I think the last time someone's brought up Aaron Judge's name, so yeah. So that, and those that's are two a... American-born players. So mm. like that, you can't use that same logic for for those two because it it yeah. doesn't it doesn't fit. And here's another thing, Marcus, and maybe you can shed some light on this being in LA, like. In terms of people who could be the face of baseball or one of the faces of baseball, like, is that something like Mookie Betts is about? Like, is he about being a star? Because to me, Mookie could be one of those guys that you heap the praise on and heap the spotlight on. Mm -hmm. I think he could be if he wanted to. He's another one. I don't know if that's his goal or if his goal is just to, you know, be the best player on the field. Mm. Uh, last season was tough in LA because, you know, COVID, no fans, fans didn't get a chance to cheer him on. This year, Mookie has been down. The Dodgers are still the Dodgers, um, and fans <laughs> are back. So maybe in the playoffs, we'll see if what Mookie can do and how he can sort of springboard that success into stuff off the field. But, mm. um, you know, it, it it's still baseball in a market like Los Angeles where NBA is still king for us. And um, like he's not LeBron in that sense where no. every little LeBron thing gets covered. You know, every little Mookie thing does not get covered. Mm. I mean, technically, like if we talking commercials, like I see more Clayton Kershaw commercials than Mookie Betts commercials out here on these streets. Yeah. 
So, but shout out to Mookie Betts, man. Like I'm, I'm always partial. Uh, no surprise to anybody that's ever heard me talk on these shows. I'm I'm partial to Mookie and, and these these brothers out here playing baseball because ain't too many of us left, Marcus. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I I literally played a get played a game of uh the show the other day. And like I've got a couple teams I've made, a couple franchises. And I was like, let's try an experiment. Let's let's see if I can make an all-black team. Marcus Vandenberg. It was a, a lot of well, outfielders. <laughs> I can tell you that you had no catcher. Yes, no. Look, I <laughs> had to borrow one of my Latino brothers to be my catcher. Uh, my pitching staff was real suspect. Like running David pitching. Price out there every third day. <laughs> you got Strowman, Taiwan Walker, who are both from yep. the Mets. You got David Price. You got Justice Sheffield. You got Tristan McKenzie. Yep. Uh, Justin Dunn. Uh, the bullpen. Uh, like I, I threw Tuki to start in there. Like I didn't know Tuki. Tuki. We claim to um, station, though. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure I, man, I know Atlanta fans like have a love hate, mostly hate relationship with Tuki. I always like Tuki. Yeah, uh, and then catching the league has not had a black catcher of any consequence since Russell Martin. Mm. Uh, before Russell Martin, uh oh, we're talking Charles Johnson. Which, uh, if you're a, a, a fan of a certain age, you remember CJ? Yes, uh, Marlins. Marlins and Dodger fame. Uh, and then you go back to like Lenny Webster and. Oof, other black catchers. I mean, literally, the list is probably a dozen <laughs> names, maybe, across, you know, for years now. Like, it's not a long list of black catchers. That's. No. It's always a story I've wanted someone to write, and I and someone did it from the Wall Street Journal. I think it was maybe last year, just about why that's the case. Mm. Um, but yeah, there there are currently no black catchers in, in Major League Baseball. Let me tell you what I did have, Marcus. I had the best damn outfield in the league: Mookie, Byron Buxton, Akil Badu. <laughs> My outfield was fire. But speaking of fire, Marcus Vandenberg, I told you earlier. We was going to have some special guests pop up on the show this week, your final show. And so, uh, you know, this kind of like the Lou, Lou Rawls Parade of Stars. I don't know exactly when people are going to pop in. I don't know who's going to pop in at what time. But uh, there, there's been one man, Marcus, that you have always said was your very favorite guest that you always wanted whenever we had a big anniversary or something. And he just so happens to be here right now. Ladies and gentlemen. From post wrestling, y'all know this man. Y'all give it up for Brother Way Ting. Hello, Nate and Marcus. Wow, what a pleasure to be here. Um, I, you know, I just I got the late invite, pulled up next to the Kings of Sport, and just um, brought my smoothie. You know, you you got (laughs) a green smoothie. Uh, What a better way to to show my appreciation for the incredible Marcus Vanderberg. How you guys doing? Good, man. How you doing? Doing excellent, man. Yeah. You you recovered from Raw? 
Uh, you know, Raw wasn't so bad yesterday, but uh, it does require you know quite a few hours of deep sleep, I think. To but I am fully recovered, and that's where the green smoothie comes in. There you go. Well, yeah. you, you know, Marcus Way Way might be recovered from Raw, but I don't know if our if our next guest joining us has recovered from Monday Night Raw because he is Way's tag team partner from Post Wrestling, John Pollock. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen. How's it going? Nate Milton, Marcus Vanderberg. It's a pleasure to be here on the Kings of Sport. What, what are we celebrating today? We're, we're celebrating Marcus uh, <laughs> my, getting a job departure. and leaving. <laughs> okay, I, I, I want to I clarify this right away because I am an avid listener. I'm following along. Marcus Vanderberg making a lot of big waves out there. So I understand that Marcus is saying goodbye today. And then in the fall, he's going to be returning to be a co-host of the Kings of Blank of which we have not chosen a subject yet, but sports will not be one of them. Am I up to speed on the trajectory of this fine franchise? You are up to speed. Um, yeah, the the Kings of TBD will be the, the name <laughs> of the show. And um, don't know when that's actually going <laughs> to roll out, but uh, it will not be sports. It will not be wrestling. So uh, everything else is pretty much fair game. All right. I, I'm actually more excited. And you this. get the... The better microphone setting now that we have established that. Oh, so hopefully this is clear. <laughs> yes. I, I, what What are some like? Can you give us a preview at least? You know what are What are some topics that that you guys might? There's There's one thing I really want to talk about, but I think Marcus still needs to check on the uh, efficacy of that. Uh, but <laughs> But we, we might uh, We might be stepping the, on the you. Efficacy? Are you going to do a whole show that the kings of vaccinations or the what are we? Of, uh, yeah. Yeah, so we're bringing Alex Patel in. It's going to be a big deal, John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but Dr. Nate. Hey, I, I, I was, I was going to make a comment about some of these uh, anti-vaxxers, but I'm going to stay positive today, John Pollock. Uh, but we might be stepping on waiting in WH Park's shoes if uh, we get the, the thumbs up for this idea because – uh, Marcus has not seen Marcus has seen one of these movies and uh, none of I've the seen, rest. I've seen so, two. I've seen two. Oh, so you've seen two. So you've seen Black uh, Panther and you've seen Guardians. Guardians. Okay. So the rest is just the first one. Just wide open space for, for Marcus yes. to discover things if he's allowed to discover things. Uh, you know, you have my full blessing. Absolutely. Marcus and Nate. And in fact, I'd be very curious to listen to that myself. Um, I went through the same journey with this this guy right here, John Pollock, going through all the MCU films. And uh, look at him now, well-versed, um, telling me, you know, uh, about his theories behind Loki. Uh, you'll catch up in no time. I, I look forward to seeing you join that same journey. Yeah. It's, we're, what, 20-something films deep now? And all the TV shows. And all the TV oh, shows yeah. now, yeah. So even con- though you two might connect- go on different timelines... There will be an intersection point. You will always be connected through the time variant. <laughs> Look at listen. See, words are. Yeah, I, I would understand that reference. Yeah, see, I just goes <laughs> right over my head. Marcus, were you were you a Wire viewer? Oh yeah, we can talk about the Wire. Yes, so I rewatched the Wire during the pandemic. Um, I've watched the Wire now a complete probably half a dozen times. Um, and Nate, you were a pretty avid viewer, correct? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not as, you, not as avid done? as Marcus, but but yes. <laughs> then pending any contracts, uh, let's let's table this one.
because I, w- I would love to do a show with the two of you and we, we chat about the wire. Oh, if you okay. guys are down, if, if, if Marcus is allowed, Nate, I'm I'll a- book you now, but Marcus, I guess we might have to deal with, uh, with the lawyers and, uh, contractual language there. If you, if the wire is within your purview, it is fair game. Have you, have you finished John? I'm almost done. I've got four episodes left. So Ooh. maybe in like over the next month, we'll, uh, we'll hammer this okay. one out. All right. Um, my introduction to the wire was a little unusual because I watched season four first and I Ooh. got into the series late. <laughs> and... I, I don't think that's a crazy path to go, by mm-hmm. the way. I, I've said this to Way. I think the with the wire, you can get creative with the seasons. And in the end, I think it's all gonna be the same picture. You see, it's you can go chronologically, but it's not a complete must. I would actually find that to be an interesting experiment. I, I, I might actually take you up on that because like I, I watched the first episode really didn't get into it and everybody says it kind of picks up to, to stick with it but like if i could just dive in midway through get to the good stuff and then work backwards you know nate i've been watching and it's like you have your different favorite characters and now we're getting to the closing stretch and it's like the guy that was the least assuming that all of a sudden he's zipping around those corners and getting right near the front of the pack dude i am all on the train of one clay davis this Ooh, guy right. is the best Ooh stealing every scene he's in towards the end this the f- anyway i don't want to i don't want to give out uh, too much all, all these years later but <sighs> I, I could talk for hours yeah he would be a great heel manager mm. he just has the the gift of gab and, and personality <laughs> but yeah i would say season four you can definitely do without knowing much about the show um i think of the five seasons that's the one that stands out where the overarching theme it's going to be enough, I mean, to carry you through the season. And you'll, yes, there's obviously references to the first three seasons and there are different storylines, but I think you'll be able to figure it out. Were you were you a big season five guy, Marcus? Like, do you like the uh, the aspect of like the, like the media side of it? That seems to be the most polarizing season. Yeah, after rewatching it last year, um, my thoughts on season five have not changed a whole lot. It's not as bad as I first remembered watching it live. Um, it, I think it's still probably the weakest season of the five, but mm. I think there are um, there are some moments in there which I think are, are are pretty good, especially considering the industry that they're talking about. All right, well let's let, let's do this show, and we can we can put it on All both right. our feeds or something. I'm down. Whatever. I'm down. I would love to do it. I was like, I don't know beyond like I've talked to you a little bit about it, Nate, but like I, I don't know too many people out there. Like I don't have any people I'm like chatting with about the wire. Like I totally missed this series when it. Uh, in its first incarnation, I didn't have HBO at the time. <laughs> I'm just trying I to think of a name for it. You guys got one? Um, Rewiro. <laughs> yeah, hey, how do we combine both of our, our brands here, John Pollock? Uh, we'll definitely have to yeah. put the, uh, <laughs> the think tank to work on a potential name. Uh, shout out to, uh, we got Travers checking in. Uh, Everybody, yes, everybody's wearing hats, Travers. Uh, Faz, I don't want to feel left out. Faz is out here, so uh, shout out to everybody tuning in for Marcus's last episode. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this is this is this is it's gonna be an interesting transition, fellas. And and we wanted to uh, see if we could get you two guys on because you guys have been on pretty much since uh, the first season. I, I remember when I when I told Marcus we got Wei Ting. Like that is the happiest Marcus has ever been with me in our entire partnership. Oh my! Wow. Well, and then, hey, Marcus, we got we got John Pollock. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Way was fun. 
Well, listen, I mean, it, it's been it's been wonderful seeing the progression of the Kings of Sports um, dwindling numbers. You are the lone survivor now, Nate Milton. You know, yes. we've been through uh, when this was a, a, a trip, a triple team. Now, now you're now you're down to you've one. won the Game of Thrones, Nate. This this political <laughs> yeah. infighting that has led to one, one king to rule them all. It's <laughs> Nate Milton repping the Falcons. It's Highlander. There can only be one. <laughs> yeah, we, we we lost our prince a while ago. He just vanished mm. from the earth. Um, I either showed up for a formal goodbye. So, uh, but I am excited to see what Nate you do with the show once I'm gone. And um, so we're gonna keep him, we're gonna hold him yeah. accountable, Marcus. Don't worry, he's going to uh, keep the uh, brand strong. Of I, the I was gonna say, look, look, the only. The only aspect uh, of this show that was keeping us respectable was Marcus, because he brings the journalistic integrity. So I, now you, <laughs> you got me without any journalistic integrity. So who knows what this is going to be, John Pollock? I I love honestly. I've said this to you guys privately. Like I love the chemistry between you two, where Nate can just be, dude. The world is on fire, and Marcus can just, in the most calm tone, explain. So. The president explained that um, bleach uh, could be ingested as a potential uh, impediment to the coronavirus. I find that to be odd, and I wouldn't try that. And it's just you two complement each other so well. I just I love the like the, just the the two uh, different approaches where you clearly are very like minded on many topics, but you come at them from uh, very different. Uh, uh, mm ways of interpreting stories that are obviously more we're, we're in insane times and we need sane voices mm. I, I appreciate, appreciate he, that brother. you know it's high voltage Nate is the energy <laughs> and um so i'm kenny you know. chaos and you're robbie rage yeah or is the other way around I, I, take, I, take your pick take your pick it's it's funny though, John, because I I you know we've started putting the uh, old episodes up on the Patreon, and so you know I've been going back and just not really editing them, but just making sure the audio is good. And I think it's addition by subtraction. No 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 shade to redacted, but I think once it was just a, <laughs> maybe a little shade, but I think once the two of us, it was just the two of us. It allowed Marcus to come out of his shell a little bit. And it allowed me to kind of get a little bit more expressive because the other guy was like the 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 jokester when we first started. And so I think it let both of our personalities shine a little bit more. And and yeah, like it's like with you and Way, like there's a reason teams work and you just got to kind of find that chemistry. I think three is uh, that's a tough number, especially like it's a big difference when you're not in person with someone like yeah. it's. Just just even even before the pandemic, like I, I always prefer to do them in person. There's just so much. It's just so much easier. But when you're doing this remotely, like I would find it very difficult to do with a, with a third uh, person, regardless of who it is. It's just uh, it, it becomes more difficult. You don't want to be stepping on each other. And just to keep that that flow going, it's just uh, that's why I, I just think two is kind of your ideal number. But I mean, there's other shows, too, where they have a larger group. But I think that. If you're not doing it in person, you're really uh, pu pushing things just in terms of it being just a natural conversation that's going to come through. So, so what are your future plans? Like um, what, what's happening after this episode? Uh, after this episode, probably a lot of drinking. Uh, that's 
mm-hmm. <laughs> only half a joke. Like, but, uh, you know, <laughs> like Marcus and I have talked, and uh, you know, one of the good things about this situation, besides Marcus, uh, you know, getting this position, is that it allows the Kings of Sport to get younger. It allows us to, you know, get a little bit more diverse, you know, and like we're actively, or I guess I, because uh, I'm, I'm the Kings of Sport for the time being, uh, till we find. Now. I'm the look at me, Marcus. Look at me. I'm the yes. captain. Uh, so we're looking for like female. Oh, oh you, you muted, muted yourself, King. You muted yourself. You were so excited. You're being about censored. The show. We, we can't have more diversity here on this show. Are you kidding me? Censor him. He censored himself. You're still muted. Um, Marcus, Marcus, you're going to have to keep go. the ship there going. We go. wow. <laughs> He's back. He's back. Am I back? You're you, back. You're We've back. got you. All right. See, that's that's how committed I am to bringing other voices in. I I silence myself mm. so that others have a platform. Marcus Vandenberg. Uh, but yeah, like I want to I want to talk to younger people. Like we talked to uh Sid SP three about basketball last week. So I want to give other people uh you know an opportunity to to see if it works out. You know, nobody's ever gonna replace Marcus, but I do think this could be a cool time for the show to evolve into something different. Which it probably wouldn't have if Marcus had stayed, because why mess with a good thing? If, if you had a, a female host on, I mean, would you have to change the name of the show? Ooh, I, I probably would just add a queen in parentheticals. The monarchy of sports. The, the monarchy. Oh, that's not a bad title, John Pollock. There you go. What do you <laughs> think about that, Marcus? I like it. That's a just a good point. If we if you have like a woman co-hosting. Um, there goes the name, the 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 king and queen of sport. You might as That's well. That's not your sport. problem anymore, Marcus. That's what they got to deal with. Yeah, trademark <laughs> all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Get the rights. Bad enough. I I look. I got to get a day. Oh, he did it again. again. Muted himself again. There we go. I got to get a new logo. I got to get a new cut a new theme song, Marcus. I got a lot on my plate right now. My apologies. Drinking Maybe for this will be the, yeah, this will be the last time you have to worry about this for a while, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> All right. But yeah, the show, I mean, the show will go on and, um, you know, <laughs> as we get closer to football season, I'm curious to see what you, you come up with in, in terms of uh, just a regular cadence there. So, so can can I ask you guys how how many times have you guys actually met in person throughout this entire tenure? <laughs> One time. One time. Wow. Um, Amazing. Nate, that was a twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. That was twenty sixteen, right in DC. At the NABJ. Uh, yeah, that was twenty sixteen. Yeah. yeah. So we we um. Nate took the train up from Virginia. I was in DC for a conference. Yep. He um <laughs> I forgot what I was doing exactly at the time, but I basically told Nate my room number. And uh I come back to my hotel room and there's Nate in my hotel room. <laughs> um, I think fr- fr- fresh off a shower. And uh, yeah, that's how we met the first time in person. Um <laughs> Oh my God! This is like uh, this is like the end of uh, Dallas uh, at the end of the dream season. Uh, Marcus just comes in, and there's uh, Bobby Ewing. I think that you were there for one night, and 
I felt terrible because I was at this conference. I didn't pay for the hotel. I had no real selection of my room. So all I had was one king bed. <laughs> and here comes Nate to town. And poor Nate had to sleep on the floor because that's, oh, you know, man. we weren't going to share a bed on the first night. So, um, <laughs> but that night we went to, so NABJ does um, like this Hall of Fame thing for like the sports wing. Mm. And they had a bunch of like sports <laughs> legends sort of being honored that night. And um, yep, yep. <laughs> we're at this event. I think it was open bar. Um, yes. Nate might have took a nap during the middle of the event, which was um, hilarious. And uh, yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like it, it felt like I was back going to church when I was a kid, John, because you know, it it wasn't my fault. I took a long train trip from Virginia up to DC. And so, you know, this is late in the evening. It's on, it's a lot of speakers. It's not, it's like a little, it's not not an exciting event. It's 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 not exciting. It's a very serious event. So I'm yeah. I'm just I'm just like concentrating and nodding and then my eyes close and then my eyes open and I've got just like a row of angry middle-aged black journalists just looking at me like nobody's saying anything, but it's just like brothers, show some respect. And so I went back to the room to get some coffee and then I came back down <laughs> for the open bar. Listen, you have to make a, a decision here. It's either I'm taking a nap here or else it's another night on that floor. And I'm not depending on that floor to get a night of sleep. Exactly. I don't yeah, that's, That was the first and only time so far that Marcus and I have uh, met. You I don't know if you've been able to develop the skill, Marcus, with, with a child. Uh-huh. But, man, if I can fall asleep on command, if, I need, if I've got 12 minutes, I can get nine minutes of sleep in there. And it, it's remarkable. It is the yeah. greatest superpower that I have acquired over the last four years. Yeah, I think you, you have to. Yeah, sleeping, going to sleep, not an issue for me. Um, and I think you just, as a parent, just so damn tired that you're like, all right, <laughs> 20 minutes, leave me alone. Um, but yeah, that was the first time we met. And then later that night, we did a live show. We um, Yes. So that was actually it was 2016 because it was opening ceremony. Opening the ceremony for the Olympics. Yep, that was yeah because that was the Olympics with a uh, with your man with the oily, all oiled the, up and all the women the was going talking. crazy. Yeah, so we were in the room and we just did Morgan a live Campbell. show and we we had Morgan Campbell of uh, Torontonian. Yeah, he came. He, by, he did he, stuff he at the Fight Network, so we right, know him Corey. through uh, a friend of ours in uh, Corey Erdman. Yeah, so Morgan was on for like most of the show, and like the show was pretty much us reacting to <laughs> the opening ceremony and pretty much just shooting the shit for like two hours. Yeah, and I think in the back of our heads we were like, okay, well this won't be the last time we do a show in person together, and it would have been, I guess twenty twenty, we would have been back in back in East Coast, but then COVID happened. So that delayed everything. So yeah, and then mania. before this, yeah, this opportunity popped up. We had talked about a couple months ago about doing something when Mania comes to LA in 2023 because that would have been 10 years of the show. And I think Nate still wants to come out to Mania, and we can figure out a workaround around that. But yeah, we haven't crossed paths since then. You have met Nate the same amount of times that John and I have <laughs> in your 10 years of podcasting. We live in a completely different country. Yes. And you also had that one show, which turned yes. into a newsworthy show because of uh, the, the heart Holler. attack. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was so like that 2011, was correct? Or yeah, because that was 2012. You're right. Yeah, the right. year before we started the Kings of Sport. That's yeah. right. Oh, so wow. that was 2012. Yeah, that you were up here in that. Yeah, it was you, me, Way, and Damien doing and that Damien, show that yes. night. <laughs> you got to meet Damien, the legendary Damien Abraham. Yes. I, I At least I thought I met Damien. Who knows? I was in a different state of mind, John Pollock. Yeah, you seem to be, uh, you know, um, you, you were accustoming, you, you were getting acclimated with uh, Canada. Yes. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, here's the thing, because uh, like that, I think that night, now, now that you're talking about it, Marcus, uh, it, it probably went a long ways in terms of kind of cementing our chemistry on the show, uh, just from meeting each other for the first time in person. But then also, like, like you said, we, we literally talked for probably two and a half hours. Maybe, even, maybe it was even three hours. I know it was a long episode on your little tiny blue mic with just me and Morgan and yourself and whoever. Cause I think we had one or two people just randomly wander into the room during the open yeah. ceremonies and it was just like, okay, yeah, we're, we're good now. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was what three, uh, three years into our show at that point. Yes. Um, so yeah, that, that I think I agree that, that was a, a turning point. And I honestly thought we would cross paths um, since that point, especially since I, I was pre-COVID traveling pretty often, but um, I was not spending a lot of time in Virginia, unfortunately. So uh, I spent more time in Toronto than I did uh, Virginia. Yeah, Hello, like Marcus, we've, we've got to meet several times now over the years. Hmm. Yeah. True. Yeah, I met, I met Marcus still, like down in LA. That's right. I've seen yeah. I've seen way in, in several states and countries and provinces now. I think we went to the Same CPK, me and Marcus. That's right. Yeah. Um, see, yeah. Nate so choked up. He he had a he had a step away. He didn't mention Canada. Nate, have you um? <laughs> are you are you over your your Canadian trip in terms of how you feel about the country? Well, here's here. Oh, you're back again. He's on it. He's on it. The sensors. The sensors are. Trudeau right. is trying to censor him. You're still yeah. on me. I had to censor myself. Who, who knows what I'm liable to say? But now here's the thing. Like I will always say that you know I, I enjoy my time up there, and I, I feel like, like I feel like, if you go back and listen to those first shows, man, it's it's funny, but it's like wow. Like I was. I was feeling some type of way for like the first 10 episodes of the Kings of Sport. And it comes through. Like it's, it comes through. It, you, you were hurting. Yeah. Yeah. I was going through some things, Marcus Vandenberg. And uh, shout out to, shout out to everybody. I see Dickie, Neil, uh, a couple other people that rolled into the chat. Appreciate y'all. Uh, but so yeah, like those first 10 episodes, I think like were big for me personally, Marcus. But like, you know, we just talked about how, meeting NABJ was big for the show. I think for me personally, like those first 10 episodes, I kind of got a lot of that stuff from Canada out of my system. And especially like episode seven, like that's still one of my favorite in quotations episodes, Uh, not because it's particularly good, but it was good for me. Uh, So yeah, like I think it's fascinating going back and listening to these different episodes, uh, these different, iterations of our show i guess 
uh, like the 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 big nasty days, the you and me trying to figure out what the hell we doing days, the the you know doing this like the streamyard days that we just started during the pandemic. Like it's it's been been an interesting journey, and it, if that journey ever leads back up to Canada, no, I I will I will go with a with a gracious smile in my heart. Uh, you know who who could be mad at at the land that has given us uh, the greatest? He and he 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 knew I was going to bring this up. You can't come on the Kings of Sport, John Pollock, and not have me talk about the greatest Canadian rapper in the game right now, J O P O. Oh, me, <laughs> if me you and Cardinal. No, use a mofo. <laughs> me and Cardinal official. We got this country on lock. Okay, the two of us. This guy Drake. He had to run to the U.S. because of our shadow was being so <laughs> so dire to his future prospects. He was going to make it in this country. You know, myself, the rascals, you know what? <laughs> We've got a tight-knit community up here, okay? I learned my bars from the greatest. Pioneers, absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> yeah. I thought you'd have yeah, mentioned Snow or someone like that. Not, not John Pollock. John's See, got way more credibility than yes. Snow. Did did Snow ever jump from one side of a riverbank to the other in in mid flow? No, I don't think so, Marcus <laughs> Vandenberg. You John know, me and Pollock Snow. Funny, funny story about me and Snow was that uh, there was one night he called me up. He said, "Hey, say hey, Snow, what's up?" He said, "I've got this new song. I want to know what you think about it. It's called Everybody Wants to Be Like Jopo." And I said, "You know what, Snow? That's a great follow up." But take my name out of it because everybody wants to be like you. It's a fine tribute to me. And I think Snow has realized over the years of the the broad appeal of such a of such a jam like that and his contributions. Uh Snow uh monument should be made of the man. Mm. Well, you, speaking of contributions, like I I I, was, I speak for myself in the show and probably Wonderful speak segue. For, for Marcus too. That's 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 my gift, John Pollock. If that's that's what I'll keep when Marcus is is away, I'll keep my segues. That's all I have to hold on to. Uh, but, but Marcus and I definitely appreciate your contributions to the show over the years and the friendship, and you know, you guys coming on to talk about different things. Like I think one of the best shows we did last year was John out of nowhere, just like really wanted to talk about the Last Dance, and so. Oh, that's right. Pollock, yeah. Pollock came on yeah, and we talked about, talked about the last dance and like this is just a really fun show. And, you know, ways come on and, and talked about like hip hop and they've been really fun shows. So we, we definitely appreciate you guys and the relationship we've had over the years. Me, me and Marcus, we were good. Uh, we, were, we were talking about it. We were going to try and figure out a time to chat about the Jeff Perlman book on the on the Lakers. Yeah. Ooh. But the the, the time is ticking, so uh, Marcus yeah, has yeah. been uh, right. he, he's been scooped. So no comment on on the Lakers of the '90s, uh, but maybe we'll save that for another day, Nate. Mm. All all of our uh, Eldon Campbell and Sedale three thoughts will will have to be withheld. Darn, and there would be no show without John and Wade because I would not know That's who Nate was in the first place. That's and, a good point. Um, you know, hmm. I think it was you reached out to me on Facebook, correct, Nate? Yeah, because we we did not know each other personally, but we had communicated on the uh, law Facebook group. Wow! Yeah, and that's that wasn't even that active on on the Facebook group, but something I said must have caught your attention. Yeah, uh, I, I think the first thing was I was I, I saw your profile picture, and I was like, I didn't know Elder Barge listens to listens to the law. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, like I and so I like started 
I was like, oh, okay. And I started checking out, you know, some of your work. And I was like, here's the thing. Like I knew, I knew I could, I could carry a broadcast. I knew that I could do my job, but I also knew I needed somebody with some credibility. And like, I was like, Marcus is a credible dude. I need credibility to add to my, my, my bluster. And especially when you put my bluster next to uh, redacted's bluster, that's a lot of bluster. So we need something to ground the show. Uh, and, and so I, I, I knew Marcus was the guy and, you know, from the very beginning, Marcus was like my first choice. Like, yeah, we, we need to do a show. And then I remember like, you know, you mentioned Canada, like just calling Marcus from Canada and just writing down ideas. And this is what we're going to do with the show. And the first show I ever recorded, I had lost my microphone in the trip. And so I had to use my ex's, uh, like daughter's, like she had like one of those little kid mics, like little plastic cheap thingamajiggies. And I had to plug that in and I'm just, <laughs> On the like the smallest, like literally the smallest microphone in the world, just and and welcome to the kings of sport. And and we somehow got through that first episode. And yeah, like like to me, like Marcus is saying, like if, if it hadn't been for uh you guys within what you were doing with the law, like there's a lot of people I wouldn't know. Like I wouldn't know Chris. And like yep. me and Chris still have a friendship and, and a relationship and, and we're doing shows to this day. Like there's a lot of people through the community uh, that, that, that I met and then Marcus is uh, chief amongst them. Oh, it's like, I mean, it, my entire social circle, it feels like it's, it's stemmed from some, uh, you know, something attached to these podcasts. So mm. that's, you really taken, I would say maybe that to, to the extreme where you've built up like, you know, this, this this kings of sport empire you built up a whole monarchy out of your a little facebook group so that's awesome man and hopefully that will carry on um you know we mentioned andrew who mm -hmm. little did we know who is also a sports fan and um i think someone we both respect all everyone on the call respect to andrew um so having him on the show as a you know a feeling would be great. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm sure Kami probably has some angry tapes he wants to um, <laughs> to share. Yeah, um, that would be great. And also, like I'm definitely Nate. I'm definitely happy to sort of orchestrate behind the scenes um, with you know topics and ideas. You be Don uh, Callis, the Invisible yeah, Hand, stuff. or Marcus no, no, no. He's, he's the Invisible Hand. <laughs> <laughs> Working as magic. So when, yeah. when Marcus, can you give us a tease? Like when is mm. when is your next announcement going to be forthcoming? It will be on July 19th. So next Monday. All right. Uh, which will be day one of my my new job mm. at, uh, at WWE. The yeah, where where he'll get his <laughs> he'll get his WWE name. Uh, reporting to the performance center is uh, Dennis. Dennis, just just Dennis. It's just one. Dennis. Dennis. Yeah. Dennis. <laughs> it, it, With a hyphen. <laughs> yeah, just um, Dennis. Yeah, so next week I'll be able to, to share um, where I'm doing. I, I took all three of you guys know privately, but um, very excited. Yeah, I'm excited. You. you know, I'm excited for 
this new chapter and um yeah you know we'll, we'll see what what comes out of it well congratulations marcus i i, I Thank you. honestly i I really uh, have enjoyed the, the two of you on this show. I know you guys are not going uh, uh, to be ceasing work together, but uh, you're definitely a regular listen for me and great friends on top of it. I admire both of your work uh, so much, and I'm really happy for uh, the next step you're going to be taking, Marcus. You certainly deserve it. Hey, John. And, you know, I'll be back in Canada at some point once uh, once we once this border figure out uh, what, what we can do. Or we'll be in L.A. We'll find out. Yeah, I think yeah. we should make it here. Let's let's make it 2023 or Virginia, perhaps. Yeah, Ru- Ru- WrestleMania, Virginia. What what year is that going to be? <laughs> I, at this point, I'd settle for another WrestleMania in Atlanta. Mm. WrestleMania, Roanoke. I, uh, I'm excited. You know what? I, I'm surprised they have not gone back to Atlanta with Mercedes Benz. Um, yeah, that new stadium. That's a great yeah. stadium. Mm-hmm. All right. I think John wants to go for a bike ride. He has got his hat on, and uh, I've got to go. <laughs> what, what's your hat say, by the way, John? What, somebody in the chat asked, what's Pollock's hat say? It's a lightning bolt because my rap career was living on the edge of one and still does to this day, and you never know when it's going to strike. Oh, <laughs> damn. Bars. Doesn't even need to rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> no. I just <laughs> thought he was trying to up album's name. Doesn't yeah, even I, need to rhyme. I thought he was trying to be the top heel in Montreal with that hat. <laughs> oh man get it so much y'all but yeah yeah we, we definitely appreciate you guys uh again like like john to echo john's sentiments like uh this is more than just show stuff right here this is a legit friendship and uh we appreciate everything you guys have meant to the show and to us so uh we this won't be the last time we talk who knows maybe you'll hear marcus alongside me and john talking about the wire so just, just stay tuned Keep your ears open. You never know when we're going to strike yes. because we don't even rhyme. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Take guys. it easy. Have Appreciate y'all. John Pollock and Wei Ting from Post Wrestling. How, how'd I do, Marcus? Was that, a, was that a nice surprise for you? It was. Thank you. No no problem, brother. No problem. Yeah, I definitely wanted to uh, see if we could get John and, and Wei on for your final episode, uh, because like you said, like without without those guys and what they was doing at the law, there's a good chance this show isn't happening, or if it is happening, maybe you're not a part of it, which would be a completely yeah. different show. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have to go back and, and see if I can This find could that. be me and Ronnie Richards right now talking about 10-year anniversaries. <laughs> talking about different subjects than basketball. Yeah. Can you imagine that show, me and Ronnie? <laughs> Uh-oh, I, th- I think we've got another guest. Uh-oh, speaking of the brotherhood, that man, the enforcer, Ronnie Richards. We got we to gotta go to another member of the brotherhood. Y'all know this man. He's, he's one half of the Nubian Wrestling Advocates podcast. You know him from the Kings of Sport Patreon. Y'all give it up for the angry intellectual. Hopefully he's not on that Modernian Hennessy this week. Chris from L.A. is in the building. Chris, what's good, brother? Hey, what's up, you guys? Um, I yeah, I I didn't think I was gonna make it. I I just left um Marcus's uh, neck of the woods. I was um I work in Ventura, so I have to take that freeway uh to go through Santa yeah. Clarita to one twenty six. Yeah, the one twenty six. And you, then uh, you literally could have just gone gone by the crib and knocked on his door. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I I was just and I made a stop at that um. 
at that juice bar. Uh, I forget the name of it. Um, it's, it escapes me. But it's right here being all healthy. Did, you, did you get a haircut, Chris? What did, oh, no, no, Twy, my, Twy Leonard, man. He got the braids. Yeah, my girlfriend was like, uh, she, 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 last night, she's like, okay, we're, I'm cord rowing your hair. She, she could, <laughs> I thought, she could, uh, I yeah. thought you was too uh, embarrassed after Prince Nana called you out on it on the show last I, week. I died, died, died. Christopher. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was such a fun conversation, man. I know, right? We, I, I, there were so many questions that I really wanted to ask that I had that I had written down. But that's like when you do a good interview, you know, um, the conversation just kind of flows, so you don't get to everything. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was um, it was a fun conversation, man. So yeah, but so, yeah, like the the we were just talking with John away about kind of the origins of the show and like mm -hmm. I was talking about those first 10 15 episodes really kind of setting the tone and one of the people we brought on like I think even in the first 10 episodes Marcus was Chris and like if I'm remembering the episode correctly like he just called in randomly on Skype cuz we were trying to take Skype calls at the time and we knew Chris from uh, the Facebook page and everything and in the Facebook group and Chris came on and like been been cool with Chris uh ever, ever since man uh so and, and Chris has stuck with us even even when, when our numbers shrank Marcus Chris mm. didn't Chris didn't turn his back on the squad even when our <laughs> Pence and I left the group uh <laughs> <laughs> our yeah. Shanti Prince mm. yes yeah but yeah, yeah that was Chris, uh Chris been basically down since day one pretty much Marcus yeah, and um, have you guys met in person before? Have, Nate, uh, Chris, have you met Chris? Uh, excuse me, Nate, have you met Chris? No, nah, never met Chris. I, I no. was hoping to meet Chris at uh, the WrestleMania that was supposed to happen, what, last year or this year? Uh, this year. This year, but I guess we got to wait till 2023, Chris. No, we've, uh, we've met before, <laughs> we met in Virginia. Oh, that's oh we yeah, we did. There's a, there's photographic <laughs> yeah, evidence. That's tr that's right. Yeah, Chris, Chris, I actually been to the crib. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I forgot all about that, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, like, that's Because I'll tell you exactly what happened. Because like when I met Marcus, it was at the NABJ convention. Right. When I met John and Way, it was at uh, the Fight Network. And so right. like. I'm thinking of places like outside of my house. Yeah, you know, like we, like no, Chris. Chris came to me. Chris right? Came, yeah, came to Virginia. Because, came to we bad were, news. Yeah, we were supposed to um to meet up one day, and then um, I think you had to work, and then our schedules got mixed up, and then I had to uh, meet up with my my girlfriend and her dad, um, because her father lives in uh in um, Newport News. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll be back out there this year. I didn't go last year because of the, uh, pandemic, but, uh, this year I'll probably be, um, making my way. And I still never forget going to the, um, that, uh, little gas station joint where they sell the food. The food was good, but yeah, some fool was trying to sell me the most busted up J's I've ever seen in my life, man. Like the jump man, I don't know what the hell that dude was doing. He was like some weird ass pose. I was thinking they were some shacks for a second, but the shack uh, is dunking. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't know what the hell that jump man was doing. 
Yo, um, oh, them shoes. <laughs> real quick, real quick. Shout out to the chat because it's like a whole brotherhood reunion. We got Steve Kassan in the chat, Travis in the chat. And we, we said this man's name, so I guess he, like like the candy man, you say this brother's name three times, he going to pop up. The enforcer, Ronnie Richards, former guest on the Kings of Sport, is in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, like, like it's, it's popping today, man. Everybody wants to say, uh, you know, wish you good luck with your future endeavors, Marcus Vandenberg. Man, Ronnie, special day with Ronnie, mid to the appearance. So, uh, <laughs> Ronnie, I'm glad you are, are doing well. You are... You are free. I'm assuming you're still in Texas somewhere. Um, yeah. yeah, that's great. Hopefully, hopefully you're still allowed to vote uh, next election, brother. Yeah. Message. Roddy uh, joined us, joined me out here for um, the debate, uh, the, the, they debut a SmackDown on Fox, man. Uh, Wait, Roddy was at that show too? Yeah, he was there with me. It was me. Um, it was a few of us. It was me, Poe, uh, Ronnie, uh, Philip, um, and we were all at the show. It was, it was some, some, and then I had a, um, a so y'all, y'all all, all got to witness that foolishness with Kofi that how they did Kofi that night. Yeah. 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 And, and then we, I was, I had the worst, um, MS attack on the planet that day. Like I was mm. falling all over the place and shit. Um, now, um, Cause uh, Marcus, you said you get an in- injection, right? Um, like a my medication. Yeah, for your Crohn's. Yes. Yeah, that I do that now with uh, my multiple sclerosis. I I, I take a um, a, um a injection every like six months or so. So you, hopefully you do it yourself. No, I don't do it myself. They do it at the doctor. There was a, a long time ago when I first got diagnosed, there was an injection I was taking myself. But okay. I go to the doctor and they give it to me and it kind of helps me out. But yeah, that was uh, real comical. All those white folks at the <laughs> um, at the uh, LA Live thought I was drunk and I, yeah, it, was, it was crazy, man. But Vince, Vince was in the back like, see, this is why we can't give them a black champion. This is how they act. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> real, man. But, that, was yeah. a, that was an interesting show. Um, that was not your traditional WWE crowd. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they those people were pissed after um Kofi lost. Like they they yeah. were they were not happy, you know. And <laughs> it was just um I think it like that show is an ex- is a classic example of a misread of an audience and a situation. I'm guessing they thought because <laughs> oh, uh, hold on, Chris, hold on. I gotta go to the comments on this one, brother. Yeah. This is your brother Ronnie. Almost got into a fight in the stands. Of of course you did, Enforcer. Nah, I don't like that. Could have happened, man. I was look, 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 just like like uh like Cedric said on the Kings of Comedy, like Ronnie, just like Anthony Mason, always trying to fight somebody, man. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Oh, actually, you know what? I do think that happened now. Um, now that I think about it, those fans are nuts, man. And then you get some of the fans that. Um, the WWE fans are the craziest ones because they talk to you like that shit is real. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> it's like you're, you're having a conversation. All of my wrestling friends, you know, they pretty much know the jig is up, right? They know that, you know, Triple H isn't really a 17-time champion or whatever. Um, they know, well, however, 13 times, I guess. They know that he was 
given a title or rewarded a title. Um, and these cats over here are like, yeah, man, I don't know if Kofi can do it. And I'm like, really? Is this is this the conversation we're having? <laughs> like, like, I'm used to have, of, yeah. Sort of on the wrestling point, since we're both in Los Angeles, um, are you ready to go to another show? There's nothing scheduled at the moment in terms of, uh, I guess you have the New Japan show in August. Um, are you going, actually, are you going to that show? I was thinking about going to the New Japan show. Um, I'm not sure. I'm actually going to Hawaii in September, so I'm going to start like having to budget out a little bit. Oh, you um, fancy, huh? Hey, hey, you know, I got to. I gotta do it. Gotta do it. But um, are, the, you, are uh, you proposing? By the way, it's just proposal trip. Okay, okay, man. Uh oh, no, talk no, about no, it. This, yeah, look, audience. The reason this is so funny is because again, I've been listening to the old episodes, and I think one of the first things Chris said it was either his first appearance, Marcus, or his second. So we're talking 2013, 2014. He was like, "Yeah, I guess." Uh, one of these days, I'm gonna have to pop the question. <laughs> Has one of these days come upon us, Chris from LA? Um, like it'll happen soon. Um, maybe or like, look, I um just because of how I am and like um the working as a political science professor and mm. being a criminal justice major and working in the courts and watching divorces play out in person. Um, I've never been uh, a marriage guy, um, but yeah, I think so because I think um, I'm gonna I'm gonna propose um, eventually because because she's like not giving me any reason to run for the hills, um, and uh, you know she's not not the jealous type and all that stuff. So um, and we both kind of our incomes are uh, equivalent, you know. The whole thing with divorces, um, if if I was like way up here. And she was like, like income wise, and she was like way down there, then there would be no reason for me to get married because all that could happen is, <laughs> is she would come up. And if we got a divorce, and oh, I would, I would be on the L, I would be on the losing side of that equation. In this case, we Chris, both Chris is out here reading, reading from chapter three of the book of future. Yeah, <laughs> but we both kind of make make the same about. So um, neither of us are coming up if uh, we get a if Chris we, on that if, jacket. Ed, somebody yeah. we ain't getting no younger. We might as well do it. Yeah, <laughs> let's get but, yeah. married. But yeah, we're I'm gonna do all Jeff that stuff. in the front row. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna do the whole marriage thing and probably some kids, but not this okay, year. Okay. Probably next year. Yeah, it's about time to settle down, Chris. Stop being wild out here fighting it at wrestling shows with Ronnie and and them. Like, settle down, brother. Yeah, I've I've sold and I've sold enough wild oats, you know. So it's time to um, time to <laughs> time to uh, get 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 on track and all that stuff. So Good. real real quick, Chris, because this show is uh you know not that we don't want to talk to you about any other things, but this show is about. Saying goodbye to Marcus Vandenberg. So, do you, like, do you have any favorite memories? Whether you like meeting Marcus in person or or from the shows and stuff like that. Like, what's? Uh, have you guys met in person? I guess is the question. Oh, we have multiple times. Yeah, we, yeah. Go ahead. So what, the, the, what's what's the your favorite Marcus memories? Kami, the one that comes to mind was uh, 
Remember that we went to see the corner, Andreas and Kel. Yes, and yes, that the, was good. The the show before them, the the Vegas podcast, the seven and two guys. Oh yeah, was this at, yeah. uh, was this at Starcast? Yeah, this was it was, was Starcast. This was part of Andreas and Kel's live show, mm-hmm. and before they Shout did their live Andres show, and they, Kel, they had the program. Yeah, they had some local group on that Kel knew. And I think Kami walked in during their <laughs> their live show, but the the topics of discussion. Um, Kami, do you remember this about? I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, because you you it's... you actually apologized or something. For <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. how bad it was. I didn't even know these guys, and I felt bad for Kami just because yeah. it was just like. Mm. beyond just up you know vulgar and obscene and just um yeah yeah but it was a cool the the spot they had it at was a cool spot yeah though. yeah um i remember the i remember the drinks being really cheap um <laughs> yeah but yeah that was the last time i saw kami in person which was mm. i guess three years ago now so that was uh that was for the um, aw show right correct that was yeah. double or nothing mm. um mm-hmm. Which was the debut of Moxley. That was that show. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he yeah. hit the Kenny on them chips. Yeah, that yeah, was 2019. The, it was two years ago. Yeah. That was the best show I've gone to as an adult. You know, that um AEW show where um Moxley won the title. Uh, not won the title, but when he came out and he uh beat up Omega and Jericho. Um, because we were waiting for something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that, that that was one of t- one of the times where Tony Khan actually delivered on something he promised. It wasn't like um, you know, like a lame thing where it's like, oh, the FTW title is coming or something. It, <laughs> it was like a real surprise. So, wow, um, just. Just Tony Khan slander, Chris. That's how you feel right now. I love Tony Khan. I, I love AEW too. I want to get the record straight on that because, it, like, I when I criticize AEW for their lack of black talent, it's because I like AEW and I see all the amazing things they're doing with like top of the card talent. Like, I just want you know, some of the black talent to get some of that love. I was hopeful for Jade for a little while and I'm still hopeful for, her, but now they just, they got her doing silly shit, man. It's just um, mm-hmm. like, you know, come on, man. Like the uh, negotiating the perks of her um, contract nonsense. It's like, let's move to, you know, something a little bit more meaty, you know? Mm. So yeah, we 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 gonna rock for about what fifteen more minutes or so, Marcus. Okay. For we for we call it a show, be like top of the hour. So top of the hour, that's you got fifteen to twenty minutes left with Marcus Vandenberg on the Kings of Sports. So uh, if you got some comments in the chats, let us know. Show Marcus some love. We might have a uh, one or two more guests popping in. But uh, getting back to uh, you and Chris, because I I want to know because uh, like we love Chris, but Chris Chris. I think Andrew Thompson, our nephew, says it best. Like, Chris, you a wild dude. Like, what What did you think the first time you met the professor, Marcus? Because I remember first time I met professor in person, I'm like, oh, yeah, like this this my guy. But, like, I can, I can already tell, man, just the way the way my man was talking. He was like, yo, this this a wild dude. Don't let the degree fool you. 
trying to think. So the first time must have been at one of John and Way's. Yeah, it was, in, shows. San, it was in San Fran. Weirdly enough, I don't think That's we right. met in L.A. We yet we no. all, we've always <laughs> met uh, outside yeah. of L.A. We both mm. live in the L.A. Uh, area. That's right. It was the, the show in San Jose um, that they did before Mania. And were you at the Orlando one too, Kami? I didn't go to the Orlando one. I went okay. to um, that one. And then there was one in Chicago that you didn't go to that I went yeah, to. Yeah, I didn't go to that one. John anyway. okay. Yeah. And then. Um, yeah, um, so that was uh, the San Fran WrestleMania was already right. six years ago now. It's been a while. Yeah, because that was that was the one with the with, with Triple H. Did that, that, was dirty, tw- so. that was in that was in twenty fifteen, and uh, you yeah, were, yes, uh, that's the one yeah. where was it uh was it Ben O's show, Chris, where you told the story that you got so angry about the Sting finish yeah. that you just you left you walked out the damn stadium before the show was over and just drove home. Yeah, because originally um, I wasn't going to go to the show anyway, but then at the meetup at the barbecue spot, that barbecue spot was good, by the way. But at the barbecue spot that um, John and Way had um, their meetup at, one of the dudes there was like, um, hey, I got an extra ticket if you want to go. Um, but I, I drove. So in L.A. and San Fran, it's like a, a five-hour drive or whatever. So um, then I went, and the show wasn't good at any point to me. And, then, you know, I was kind of It was a good hot. show. I don't remember that, but Rusev on the tank. You had the cash in. You had the the Rusev on the tank. What was the cash? Oh, I missed that part. You yeah, I don't, I don't. Cashing in. Yeah, I don't care about um, that. Um, that show was match. over when when Sting lost, and they did that that screwy shit with the NWO and uh, DX and. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, came, you did not. You didn't pop when the NW came out because I was totally off guard and and thought that I, was I thought it was like cool, but it was kind of like right then and there that I thought they were gonna f- figure out a way for um for um Triple H to win the match. You know, the wrong guy and, won. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And then I then I was then when I went to that um, then after that I was just like. Yeah, it's time to go. Um, so I missed Ronda Rousey and all that stuff. Like, and then I, right. I was Rousey and the Rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's how mad my guy was. He got in the car and left Marcus Vandenberg. He said, yeah. "He said I'm done with this." <laughs> yeah, I beat all the traffic and all that stuff. And I, I did watch the rest of it from my car on my tablet. Um, but yeah, it wasn't anything like I didn't feel like I missed anything after that because a Sting is an LA guy, you know what I'm saying? That's what pissed me off the most about it. I know the Bay and Los Angeles are two different places, but a, you know, I, I mean, he's a Santa Clarita guy, yeah, he's a piece yeah. around my out direction, yeah. So, um, that was kind of like my thing. It's like th- that was one of the main reasons why I went there to, was to see Sting, um, wrestle in a, um, in a WWE match for the first mm-hmm. time, you know, like that was a big deal. And then um, to have him lose to um, Triple H in such a crappy way, you know what I'm saying? I Like I could have booked that finished um, like 10 different ways that would have been better than that. You yeah. Know? Like I thought the NWO thing was cool, but it, 
if you step back and thought about it for a second, it didn't make sense. Right. Given Sting's history. Uh, but you know what else don't make sense, Marcus? When we had SP3 on on the last big episode of the oh, show, he kept talking about Jermaine being a hater. But now it appears the hater or the hated has become the hater because he out here talking about he can't wait to see the good brothers in four games when the Bucks end up winning this series, Marcus Vandenberg. He he want to see us eat our words. Mind Bucks you, SP3, for the record, I said the Bucks would probably win in game four. So you would be correct. Doesn't mean they're going to win the series. I think they might win game four, but um, I think Phoenix is the better team still. Um, yeah. And they're the better coach team. So. And uh, nothing... cr- oh, go ahead. No, no I'm saying, yeah, Chris Paul is hungry, man. Yeah, Chris Paul is hungry, much like uh, Morgan Campbell and Gary Washburn and Ronnie Richards when they came on the Kings of Sport. All yeah. three men were eating. When they came on the Kings of Sport, shout out to all those good brothers. But uh, Faz uh, wishes you good luck, Marcus, and in your in your you. next chapter in life. So uh, shout out to Faz for the kind words for our brother Marcus. Uh, but yeah, it's funny that you know we kind of ended up talking about wrestling because wrestling, even though we're the Kings of Sport, wrestling was kind of the thing that always connected us, Marcus. And that even going back to our original logo, it's me, you, and Redacted. And I'm just going to keep saying Redacted because it makes me laugh on the inside. It was the three of us coming out of MetLife Stadium because that was the WrestleMania that year. Uh, that I think right. I think you both went to. I was at MetLife. That was my first WrestleMania. Yeah. Jamie, were you there? No, I didn't go to the MetLife WrestleMania. Okay. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, so wrestling's always been a part of this show, whether we're talking to, you know, John Away or KME or, uh, like, Brian Shields. Like, Brian Shields would come on and just hit us with some bangers, Marcus Vandenberg, talking about your boy Terry Balea making these video games on these streets with a claim. Uh, so, yeah, wrestling's always been a part of kind of the fabric of the kings of sport, man. And so, yeah, what, what are you going to do now, Marcus, now that you don't have an outlet for all these hot wrestling takes? Wrestling and I are we're taking a break, Nate. Um, <laughs> you know, we need to go see a therapist. We need to to work through some things. Mm. Um, maybe maybe live fans will help save it. Um, but at the moment, we're we're not seeing out of eye. It's it's just not good. <laughs> and I I will watch AEW still. I will still. Mm. Um, I just saw Dynamite last week. That was really good. But for WWE at the moment, uh, I will, I will, I will attempt to watch the pay per view on Sunday. Because, yeah, I was gonna say like I yeah. am curious to see Money in the Bank with live fans. Like I, yeah. I think that that'll be interesting. Like, am I gonna sit through a three hour RAW? Probably not. But I will check out the pay per view. Uh, Ronnie hit us with an important clarification, Marcus. When the time he was on the show and he was eating, it was curry chicken that he was okay. eating. Uh, which brings me to another Ronnie Richards story, which is crazy. I don't know if it was the Kings of Sport or if it was back when we used to do the Brotherhood uh, shows, Chris. There was one point where I think it was me, Chris, maybe Alfred, maybe Ronnie, and it was or definitely Ronnie, and then it was somebody else. Everybody was there when the show started, Marcus. Ronnie said, hold up, I'm going to be right back. This man, the enforcer, Ronnie Richards, Walked to Popeyes during the middle of the show. I came remember back. the story. 
Came back yeah. like 30, 40 minutes later. Everybody's like, wait, where was you? We're like, man, I was hungry. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, Ronnie, good people, man. Like, Ronnie, like, yeah. he, for those that don't know, Ronnie was the first person to call me the Godfather mm, back in the day right. in the, in the, in the old brotherhood that. group. Yeah, Ronnie, yeah. Ronnie gave me the title. So, uh, yeah, Ron, shout out to Ronnie. Uh, but yeah, like, I guess I'll ask you that, Marcus. Like, who've been some of your favorite people to talk to in the, over the past seven, eight years on the show? I've enjoyed KME. Um, and the, one of the more recent conversations that stands out was when it was KME and Vanessa Shark. Yes. Who was on. Yeah. Um, and their, their little back and forth discussion. Uh, trying to be yeah, on our uh, election, like election post show. That's right. Yeah. Um, of course, John and Way, who've been on, I would say they've probably been on the most. Well, Tammy's probably been on the most, to be honest. And then. Yeah. Yeah, KME, like there was a point, I think two years ago, where KME was on like at least once a month. Like he was like yeah. the unofficial third king. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's like I, I like the, the the main sports, but I don't like I couldn't cover like everything that you guys cover. Like my my sports are baseball, basketball, football. You know, Fantasy. I don't I, if that becomes a sport, then probably. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Hennessy thing, though, I'm a, I'm more of a, um, of a uh, Jack guy, though, more of a Jack Daniels guy. If it's dark liquor and uh, vodka, if it's, uh, you know, <laughs> oh wow, see, like you just gave me not, not you, Chris, but Marcus, because Marcus brought up that that post election show, which I thought was a really good show. It was me, Marcus. I think Steve Willie, mm -hmm. Jennifer Smith, and, and Vanessa, and Jennifer, Tim Capel, yeah. and Vanessa. Yeah, That's and uh, right, like Tim. you, yeah. you and Vanessa had some had like a really good back and forth, Chris. Uh, and like, like Vanessa's somebody who one of these days, uh, like low key Vanessa Shark, love her some sports. Like, got Vanessa would be fun to have on the show for a week, uh, and get her biased Cleveland takes. <laughs> about Is this she from Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, originally from Cleveland. Uh, so yeah, she she loves the Browns and Ohio State. I know for a fact. I don't know. I think she's. I don't know if she still likes the Cavaliers. I mean, I wouldn't blame her if she doesn't. So <laughs> Kevin Love don't even love the Cavaliers no more. He's just like somebody just get. Can can I just stay overseas once once this tournament is finished? <laughs> I don't want to go back. Somebody free Kevin Love. Uh, I'm trying to think because we we've. we've like, and I honestly, Marcus, I think in our earlier days of the show, like the first two to three years, maybe it felt like we were getting more guests. Like every week we'd have a guest. Uh, and then we just were like, we don't need a guest every episode, but we had some That's good. a lot of work too. It is a lot of work, yeah. especially like your schedule, my three schedule, us, and the guest yeah. schedules. Yeah. Different time different zones. Schedules. Yeah. It was, it was a lot. But um, like but I think like the, like the, the Bomani Jones, uh like Bo was one of our first big guests. That was a fun conversation. Uh yeah. like right before he left uh uh down a path uh and, and went to the mothership. And then uh Corey Erdman, like our, our conversation with Corey Erdman was fun. Uh, I think that was right before Mayweather Pacquiao. Yes. Which was like wild that Mayweather Pacquiao was seven years ago or eight years ago. And it's like, yeah, it felt like that fight just happened. And so, yeah, we've we've had some good guests on the show, man. Uh, Kevin Critter, 
who yo Kevin if, if, if Kevin won, that would have been like that would have been that would have that would have been our big get. Yeah, but Kevin we would have had him first. Did not, he did not win. Yeah, I don't know if you remember Kevin Krigger um, talking both to Chris and to the audience. So Kevin Krigger was the black jockey, a black horse rider man. And he was in the Kentucky Derby. And he came mm-hmm. on the show. Uh, he was uh, uh, one of Big Nasty's gets. Uh, so he came on the show. And Kevin Krigger guaranteed, get, like Charles Barkley, I guarantee, he guaranteed Marcus Vandenberg that he was going to not only finish in the top five, he guaranteed he was going to win the Kentucky Derby. Chris, yep. this brother Kevin Krigger finished like second to last. Yeah. And so the very next episode of the Kings of Sport was titled Krigger, Please. <laughs> <laughs> it may, maybe the pettiest title of a show we've ever had. Yeah. You know, but. Kevin, um, I'm, looking on, I'm looking now on social media. I'm trying Is to he see. still where riding? He's at. I don't know. He's not active on social. He hasn't tweeted since 2013. That's right, because he told us, like, we asked him if he had social media, and he's like, I don't have social media, but the horse does. Golden Sense, which was kind of sad. Uh, so 2017, there's a story about, he wa- okay, he walked away from racing in 2014, and as of 2017, he was thinking about a comeback. Okay, okay. Um, but he stands out. He was also from St. Croix, which uh, I think my St. Croix tripped, trip just before the podcast when I went to St. Croix. Um, I think so, yeah. But nothing since 2017 on him. Um, let's see. Well, Marcus, let me let me introduce Kevin Krigger. That'd be wild if Kevin Krigger just popped that, up. That would be hilarious. <laughs> it looks like he also has like a, a music career as well. Okay. He Kevin does. Um, he does dance hall. Okay. Which, um, I need to hear this now. I need to hear the black jockey dance hall tracks. Uh, he owns a record label, which is called OGR for Life. Okay. Um, Original yeah. Golden Sense writer. Let's see. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I, that was a. Kevin, you know, Kevin we ahead of the curve. Yo, yes. okay, Marcus, you know which one is my favorite, though. Now that we're talking about all these old interviews, it just it just dropped on the Patreon. So if, if you uh, haven't subscribed, yep. go to patreon.com backslash the Kings of Sport. In the early days of the show, and Chris might remember this, like, for whatever reason, mainly Alfred, but also kind of me, too, got obsessed with the Hollywood Simpson Carrie Road story. And Alfred just kept, like, every week there was a Hollywood Simpson reference. And then I think three months into the show, we finally booked Hollywood Simpson. And he came on, and, and we spent, like, 20, 30 minutes talking with Hollywood Simpson about the Kerry Rhodes story, Kerry Rhodes' former NFL free safety. And he, Hollywood Simpson, whether you agree with what he said or not, Marcus, had arguably the best dismount in the history of this show. Because Marcus Vandenberg, ladies and gentlemen, he was like, so, uh, like, Marcus just, the journalist came out. He was just like, so, point blank, do you think uh, Kerry's going to be able to get a job in the NFL? And Hollywood Simpson's response to Marcus Vandenberg's hard line of questioning was, well, you know, I don't know, boo. <laughs> and just left the chat. I was like, you know what, yep. that's, 
That's a professional interviewee right there, Hollywood Simpson. But think about how far we've come, and you know, yeah, from we talked about it a couple point. weeks ago. Yeah, um, where Kerry Ro- Kerry Rhodes, who who knows if he's, it doesn't matter if he's straight, gay, whatever. The idea, the the rumor attached to it was enough to really force him out the league. Yeah, and now in twenty twenty one, probably wouldn't be an issue, especially for. I mean, Terry Rhodes was like a a good football player. We're not talking about someone who yeah um, had no business on the field. He was a a, a pretty good player for the Jets. Without and that, somebody just, somebody would have picked him up. Right. Yeah. So now, I mean, that just shows you during the lifespan of the show, I think just how we view athletes and how we view sexuality and, and preference and stuff. Yeah, well, even um, with a just uh, over the span of eight years, I want to say Jason Collins would have been in our first year too when Jason Collins came out. And Maybe. we like Jason Collins, Michael Sam, like we, we, we yeah. had a, a couple of conversations around, uh, you know, the way that folks reacted. Uh, when people came out in professional sports, and then to go back to a couple weeks ago, uh, with what what's our guy's name, Marcus? Uh, crawling the seat. Yeah, or crawling to, the seat. Sorry, say so made the mistake. I made the mistake you made. You made the same yeah. mistake I did. Uh, yeah, like a couple weeks ago with Carl Nassib, and just the response and the reception and the love that he got, like it it takes a while because eight years is a long damn time, but mm-hmm. things are changing. Things are getting better. And, and even that story, I mean, I have not heard Carl's name mentioned since then. Mm. So it is not turned into this whole controversy or big deal. And maybe yeah. you know, picked up once camps open, but yeah. it feels like he's 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 made his announcement and he's gone on about his career. I think sometimes with like superstar athletes, like um I think that's what it's gonna have to take for um gay athletes to be more comfortable um, coming out because I really do think that the cream is always going to rise to the top. You know what I'm saying? It's like sometimes it might be in your head more than anything else that um, coming out is going to be detrimental. But once you start like dropping buckets or hitting home runs or scoring touchdowns or whatever, um, people, you know, we'll see that greatness and that's kind of what needs to, you know, like how we, um, and I hate using this word, but humanize ourselves to mainstream, you know what I'm saying? Like if Jackie Robinson wasn't a good baseball player, then, um, then um, I don't know if the movement would have uh, been exactly the same way it was, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's top of the hour, ladies and gentlemen. Four o'clock on the East Coast, so we about to wrap things up. Uh, uh, get your last comments in if you want to send Brother Marcus some well wishes. Uh, but uh, we're, we're going to go around one last time. Chris, if you have any uh, positive thoughts for Brother Marcus as he leaves, as he exits stage left, even as that man Snagglepuss would say, that's another, like, just random stuff we would talk about. Like, I remember one episode we got off on a random tangent about the All-Star Laugh Olympics. And, <laughs> and like Snagglepuss was like, was like just the wildest dude. Uh, yeah. just, 
That was the Megatroid event. <laughs> he was um, on the Yogi Bear team, right? No, Snagglepuss was the announcer. Snagglepuss was like the okay, Howard yeah. Cosell of the, of the Laugh Olympics. All right, yeah. Because um, I remember the, there was the Scooby Doobies. Scooby Doobies, the, the Yogi Yahooies, and the Really Rottens. <laughs> yeah, the Really Rottens with <laughs> Muttley. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, all those shows, <laughs> you can check them out on the Patreon and the archives. Uh, but, Chris, like, like you've been part of this show. Like I said, you you damn near unofficial king yourself. Uh, any. Final words for, for our brother, or at least final words on the program, because we're going to be talking to Marcus uh, after this. But any final thoughts for Marcus as he uh, makes this transition to the next chapter of his life, brother? Yeah, um, I'm, you know, real excited for um, for you, Marcus, and um, I'm glad you're um, doing what you want to do as far as uh, co- career um, upward mobility, because you know, at the end of the day, um, we all strive for that. So I'm glad that you're um, doing something um, and, um, you know, you know, building building up that portfolio, man. That's that's always mm-hmm. great stuff. Um, and um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to see the um, evolution of this show. Um, who is going to um, come here that's going to you know, love sports and appreciate um, sports as much as Marcus um, and as much as uh, you you also, Nate. Um, so I'm looking forward to um, the evolution of this, and um, I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll um, be seeing Marcus around. And you know, yeah. I, you know, I don't, I, you know, I'm not gonna lament like you know. I got Say a, no eulogy. Yeah, like I got to pour no, liquor no, no. out from the, for the brother. But, <laughs> Don't waste you know that liquor, no. Don't waste it. <laughs> but, you know, you, you know, it's always, like I said, man, like I do a lot of things for free. Nate, you, um, you know, volunteer your time and services and stuff like that. And all of us do that. Um, but pretty soon, um, there will be an asking price, you know what I'm saying? Oh no, mate. <laughs> so, so there's a booking fee coming on. Yeah. But uh yeah. No, no, not not for y'all. Not for y'all. See, I'm see, just saying, like yeah, um, see, see Mar- Mar- yeah. Marcus is too respectable to, to be out here selling testosterone. I'm gonna sell all the testosterone pills the minute Marcus leaves this town. <laughs> <laughs> Look here, fellas. Do, do you right. not feel like a king in the bedroom by God? Yeah, that's the thing. It's all like what with those sponsors. There are some things that I just won't sell. I would, I would, I don't think I'd feel comfortable selling like DraftKings shit because I had too nope. many guys in my family that had gambling problems, uh, uh, too many broken up marriages, <laughs> and hot yeah. grits poured on a few. No wonder you don't want to get married. You're, you're traumatized <laughs> by your own family. Mm. Oh, right. I don't think um, in my um, immediate family, I don't think there's been one marriage that's last. My sister's been married for 10 years, so she she gives hope to my generation of people. Mm. But yeah, in my uh, parents' generation, nah, none of them cats stay married. Uh, my, my, my grandparents, uh, they divorced and stayed in the same house. Just my granddaddy uh, moved to another room. Uh, <laughs> 
Wow. That's that's some black stuff right that's, there. That's such a black grandparent move. Oh, yeah. Old black grandparent move right there. Like, just because yeah. just because we ain't married don't mean I'm leaving. It's my house, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how like how my granddaddy was. R.I.P. Yeah, we got a couple. Yeah, R.I.P. Shout and out. I to think everybody. my I think my my grand I think my grandmother still gets a kick out of outliving him. So damn. I I, I can't. As, as Marcus <laughs> Vandenberg would say, Petty never sleeps. Uh, real Shout quick. out to my grandmother. Yes, there it is. Yes, let's, yes. let's put Marcus on that full screen so you can see. <laughs> Man, don't just talk about it. He lived. This is, this is your. <laughs> Uh-huh. He lived that petty lifestyle. Uh, but real yeah. quick, uh, while we got Marcus on the full screen, let me show throw up some of the comments people are saying. Uh from Brother Steve. Marcus, as we close, I wish you all success and also to the next step. Godfather with the Kings of Sport, KME, always support you, brother. We appreciate you, Thank Steve. You, Steve. Uh, yeah, and then Steve. this this is a comment I know Marcus is gonna get a kick out of. Uh, Momo, <laughs> thank you, Marcus, for being so right about Bray Wyatt. Because, yes, for anybody that does not know, that is like the inciting incident that immediately preceded us going from a trio to a duo. Marcus, as mad as I've ever heard him on this podcast, getting into an argument with Alfred about Bray Wyatt's booking. And, like, Marcus just lost it. Yeah. <laughs> he snapped. Yeah, and, and I know. Yeah, what's Bray Wyatt doing right now? What's he doing? <laughs> right, and I, I don't think I think me agreeing with Marcus on that is why me. I I don't know what <laughs> happened with with me and Alfred. I used to meet up with him from time to time. You know, watch him do his comedy, grab some drinks. Haven't heard wait, from wait, him. Wait, 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 back up, back up, back up, back up. You said watch him do what? What's that? You said what? You said he do comedy. He did comedy. Oh yeah, man. He was always on around like local LA clubs doing stand up. He does stand up. Nate, did you he know was, this? He's funny, man. I I think I did. I think I did because there yeah. was a time after he left that we were still connected on social uh, until that cord got cut. But yeah, I think I remember like this maybe four, five, probably five years ago now. Uh, that's the last time I had any connection with Alfred on any of the Facebook, Twitter, whatever. And he was doing comedy at the time. And I was just like, that mm, kind of checks out. He I was, he was decent at it. And then um, I met, um, wearing them Steve Harvey suits. Yeah. And then I like, I went to one of his comedy shows. Um, and I found out that Scott Bayo had a cousin, um, and Scott Bayo's cousin hates Scott Bayo, man. He was talking all <laughs> kind of shit about Scott Bayo. I was it's like, just random. <laughs> yeah. It's random LA I stuff. Had no, uh, I had no idea comedy. Yes. But so Chris Chris gave his words about Marcus. I'll give my words about Marcus before giving Marcus the uh the second to last word, because I still gotta end the show. Uh, but I will say about Marcus, and let's let's do this shot. Yeah. Uh, so what I'll say about Marcus is uh, like, this has been fun. This has been a great ride, brother. Uh, really, really strong run uh, for the show. Uh, the show's not ending and our friendship isn't ending. Uh, to echo Chris's sentiments, I'm really uh, proud of you uh, and happy for you for this next step that you're going on, brother. And I've just been really 
kind of happy to see the way that not only our friendship has grown over the years, but how you've grown, man. Because I remember when we first started, you were single, like you were together. You you were with uh, your your Either now wife. You're married. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you were single and you you didn't have no kids, and and you know now all these years later, you're happily married. You got a, a beautiful son, young young baby Simba in the building. And, uh, you know, like, uh, I'm proud of you, man. And, and you know, I, I still got to hold it down for all the single brothers out here. You know, me and Chris, till Chris uh, decides to get hitched once he checks his finances one more time. But, uh, like, I'm, I'm real proud of you, Marcus. And, and this has been a fun uh, show that has uh, been great for me personally, just in terms of an outlet for my broadcasting, for my opinions uh, when I wasn't getting that outlet uh, in the commercial world. And so to be able to come on here every week and do this show with you and do it the way we wanted to do it without anybody telling us what we could talk about or how we could talk about it, uh, you know, coming from a unapologetically black point of view and sometimes a political point of view. Uh, but, but I think we had a lot of fun and we had that good balance between, uh, you know, making people think and making people laugh and, and and not taking ourselves too seriously. Like I think that yeah. was all kind of what made it work. So like I'm I'm gonna miss talking sports with you, brother. But uh, you know, we'll we'll find something else to talk about. And you you'll always be a part of the the Kings of Sport family, even if you can't say the S word anymore, uh, when the two of us are gathered in the same room. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you mentioned talking sports and that's thinking about just the show and just sort of like you know, when I'm out and about, like, I don't, I'm the, the person who I don't really talk to sports with a lot of people because, because it's my job, it becomes a little mm, uh, tedious, not, not draining, tedious is a good word. So yeah. the fact that I was able to connect with Nate like that and, and to do a show like this, I think speaks to you, Nate, just like the, the chemistry and the trust there and just knowing your opinions. Um, like I am like, if you, if you were to, catch me out at a bar and, you know, where do you work, blah, 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 and you want to talk sports, I'm just like, oh, God, no, like, please, <laughs> anything else. So, uh, you know, I will miss I will miss doing the show, um, but I'm also excited about what we can come up with in the, mm. in the meantime um, to continue the friendship and, and uh, some form of the podcast going. Um, you know, I've mentioned the, the movie idea, uh, Thought about some random black TV shows. Uh, we can't do the Cosby show because of uh, Bill Cosby, unfortunately. Yeah, but you know there could be something out there that. Okay, okay, we we be- can't. Okay, here here's a, here's a, here's you know before you finish, Marcus. So we can't do the Cosby show for obvious reasons. What do you think about a different world? Yeah, was that was that was on my list? Yeah, um, so it's it's Cosby adjacent, but it's it's such a good show. And I don't think that did Bill was Bill ever on that show? No, I think episodes? he was just yeah, like he, an ex- he, he did a few episodes. He he and Denise would in the first season. That's, especially, that's right that's when right. Denise, yeah, when Denise was still there. Yeah, yeah. but Denise, yeah, once Denise was gone, he yeah. basically stopped showing up. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we could examine some some black TV show. I know it's in a Good Times podcast. Uh, mm. I don't know if there's an audience for a Good Times podcast, but no one's done Just it. Jimmy Walker. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could I could talk about how much I hate the uh, Penny episodes and or uh, <laughs> uh, 
Thelma was about to marry the football player, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was not a comedy. That was a tragedy. Like, they was finally about to get up out the hood, and he broke his dang on a torn ACL. Because of JJ's dumbass, too. Wow. Every every family has a JJ, unfortunately. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see. I mean, or it could just be a show where we're just talking. Like, there's no. Yeah, I think Steve know, put no in the chat and... like we should come up with a show just called Random LA Stuff with KME because he just comes up with random, <laughs> random ass Los Angeles topics. You, you know what show I I would like to see uh, y'all do it a review of, or I might even do it myself is uh playmakers on ESPN. I like just, just e- re- reviewing those episodes. Uh, there'll be a start date and a finish date. After well, that, that's a good question, Marcus. Like, can we talk about sports movies and TV shows? Like, is that kosher? Uh, we can, maybe not playmakers, but we can. Yes. <laughs> I love playmakers. Man. I, I, you, I was, I was a playmakers head, man. I thought that was. Like, we could, we could talk about the game, the uh, the BET series, bringing it back to Marcus's BET roots. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's coming back too. Do you, do you know that, Nate? Yes. Yeah. The Akils, uh They, they, for, they for Paramount yeah. Plus. They're bringing yeah. it back. Yes. I the wonder pit, if we'll get the in Pitsy Shuffle. The pit, I was gonna say if we get the, the Pitsy Shuffle back. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's how hot the pissy shuffle was. I started a dang on Facebook page just for the pissy yeah. shuffle, and yeah. at, at one point it was popping. Marcus, like, I'm not affiliated with the show. I just threw up a video and a photo, yeah. and I had like 500 people on the pissy shuffle Facebook page <laughs> <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. Uh, but going back to what you said, Marcus, I think the chemistry is a big thing, and and it like we saw it with with John and Way. Uh, I think one of our shared. Um, Influences is probably PTI and uh, Tony Kornheiser's yeah. show, uh, and him and Will Bond and Uncle Will Bond, who uh, I saw at the NABJ, uh, amongst other That's people. That's right. Uh, with, his, um, with his man bag. With the man bag, yes. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that like it it wouldn't work if we didn't like genuinely like spending time with each other. Because like you said mm-hmm. earlier, like just with the schedules and everything. And now, especially like you being married and having a kid, like if we didn't like each other, it wouldn't be worth the hassle. Yeah. But I mean, we're not, we're not making money off this thing. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's the other thing. Ain't nobody getting the rich. The show yet. was, the show was, I mean, people listen to the show. Like I, I remember one time going to a house show at the forum and it's like pitch black outside, walking inside the forum with my wife and like someone stopped me. In the parking lot, it was someone a listener of the show, um, and like that just blew my mind because, you know, I knew people listen to the show. You see the numbers, but you also yeah. don't associate faces with people listening. Right. And for someone to like recognize me in the dark at a house show, and to say, "Hey, Marcus, you know, listen to the show," blah blah blah, like that means the world. And I think that's why we kept doing the show is because we knew there's an audience for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's like that's like, the, that's like most point. podcasts, you know. The podcast you might listen to your favorite, it might not be the most popular, but you're listening to, I think, sort of hit the stories of the people on the show. And yeah. um, I think that's what we'll have to figure out is how do we blend in sort of like our, our personal tales with, with a bigger a bigger show. Yeah, I think, you know, one of my one of the guys who used to be in the band I was in, he was like, if, if any any project, whether it's business, uh, band. Uh, podcast, uh, you know, it's you need 
one, uh, two of three things to work. You either need to like the people you're working with, you need to like the work you're doing, or you need to make money. And so we got two out of three of them things. And so <laughs> I think that's that's the reason we've been able to keep it going, Marcus, like you said, because we enjoy talking with each other. We like you know the, the, the work that we've done. And that third thing is with the audience. Like, I, I think... You know, there's been people listening since day one. You know, uh, Jamie and Bill from Mr. Throwback Thursday, they actually sent me a clip that I'm going to edit into the audio version of the show, and they've been down with us since day one. Bobby Fresh, uh, you know, who actually helped us record our first episode. Episode zero. Episode yeah. zero. They got lost uh, and, and ate up by audacity back when I was still trying to figure out how to edit. Uh, Bobby Fresh has been down since day one. Dennis Black and Asian has been down since day one. Chris has been down basically since day one. You know, a lot of people out there, uh, Jermaine the hater, like the haters like mm-hmm. Jermaine have been down since day one. Henry Thompson, somebody that's been down oh, since yeah, day Henry, one. Yeah. So it's, it's been a lot of good. I think that's the other part of it, Mark. It's like not just us having fun together, but like we got a good group of listeners out there in the audience that, that keep the show going too. And and you know what? Over the the course of the last decade, you know, I've kind of like grown into like my career as like because when I was um, when I did my first episode of uh, your show and when I was listening to the law, I wasn't yet um, the college professor that I would ultimately become. You know what I'm saying? It was like a a real grind. You know, I think we got like you guys especially got a lot of listeners who have followed you through different journeys, through mm-hmm, breakups, mm-hmm. through makeups, through all that kind of stuff. And it really becomes like, you know, I kind of measure my life by this show and uh, the the uh, old law show, you know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> like, it's like I, I remember, cause I was, I think I was like, shoot talk. I really do believe I was, probably on food stamps the first time I, I listened to the law, you know what I'm saying? Cause I was broke. Uh, Don't tell Prince Nana that. Well, 97 was the first time 97. I was living at home. My, my, my folks weren't on food, stamps. but when I got out of home, I definitely, when I was in college, I was on food stamps. So. Way to bring down the show, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Government assistance. All right. Yeah. Hey, yeah. man. People need help, man. Ain't nothing wrong with needing help. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, the thing. Most of us use that shit to get to the next level, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's what it's there for. That's what it's supposed mm-hmm. to be used for. So, mm-hmm. uh, but this is gonna end this level of the Kings of Sports. So, uh, yeah, uh, Marcus, uh, I'll give you the floor one last time, but uh, just so we can have a buffer from Chris. Uh, hitting us with the depressing realities of life. Any final words you want to say to everybody out there? Uh, thank you for the listeners. I mean, there would be no show without you guys listening. Um, so we, Nate and I both appreciate that. Um, for me, you know, looking and this probably started when you were uploading the, the old shows, Nate. Now this is going to be a chapter in my life that my son <laughs> can go back and listen to for better or for worse. Yes. And uh we will hear all about the laces unicorn. <laughs> yeah, we will see if he's interested in hearing his old man talk about uh the twenty thirteen NCAA tournament or uh <laughs> or WrestleMania twenty eight or uh God knows what. So and I, I like to think that we we've kept the show, you know, T G thirteen ish over the years. So um 
nothing on the show, I think, just going to be, you know, off limits for him. So for me, that's been cool, just knowing that there's this eight-year chapter of my life, which corresponded with my time at Yahoo, funny enough, um, mm. that is, is documented and saved. And, you know, um, you know, the next chapter will be something different, and we will be able to document that as well, but just in a different format. So um, thank you again for the for the listeners. And, you know, we will, this isn't the last show of the two of us. We will, you know, we will figure it out. And also, if you have any suggestions or, or topics or stuff you want us to cover for a format of a show, yeah, uh, feel free to, to reach out to Nate and I. Because we're at this point, listen, we got, we're all ears. We have nothing sort of laid out at the moment. Um, I just know that with starting a new job and stuff, I'll probably need a few weeks to, to focus on that. And then we can sort of go to the drawing board and figure out what makes the most sense, uh, what will not get me fired, and uh, what will be the most fun. Well said, brother. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to the next chapter. Like I said off the top, man, it's a bittersweet. Uh, like we we hate to see you leave the main show, but uh, I'm excited for both the Kings of Sport proper and also whatever we figure out uh, for for yeah. our. Our side project out here, our side hustle on these podcast streets. But uh, yeah, so this has been Marcus's final edition of the Kings of Sport, unless one of those previous two mentioned uh, scenarios happens. <laughs> uh, one obviously better than the other. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, this is gonna do it. Uh, we want to thank everybody that popped in: John Pollock, Wei Ting from Post Wrestling. The professor Chris from LA uh, for stopping by. Everybody in the chat, everybody watching live, and everybody listening in the future. Uh, Chris, before we wrap up, anything you want to plug? Anything you want to promote? Uh, let it shout it out now. Uh, no, not really. Uh, KM Easy does it. Um, follow me on Twitter. Um, and uh, the projects are coming up. It's just um, I want to make sure that they are, you know etched in stone before I start announcing shit, man, because, you know, <laughs> these these haters online will get all mad. It's like, what about the podcast you said you was going to do? It's like, come on, man. <laughs> well, you should, you should at least plug the, the latest episode of the Say, why, why not plug oh, something yeah. that's already out there, Chris? Okay, yes, yes. We did the la- latest episode of uh, the um, King of of uh, not the king of sport jesus fucking christ sorry that that that's that's got to get uh bleeped out for the kid um but uh we did uh, well, by, the t- by the time he gets eight years in he'll be like 18 so he'll be all right okay cool so we did we did the uh, latest episode of the nwa podcast with uh prince nana um, and that was a really good episode. I think um, the, the feedback I've been seeing online, um, outside of a few racist tidbits here and that, here and there, <laughs> but most of the feedback has been uh, good. It's been, um, you know, uh, oh, that was a good interview, and you know, all that stuff. It's always funny when I get uh, uh, a Stokely Hathaway confused with Michael Bivens. <laughs> uh, so, you get confused with a new edition member, but yeah, and then we we're we're actually gonna do more of that kind of stuff too. You know, we want to get some more interviews in, and I also want people to know that the reason why our show is called Nubian 
wrestling advocates is because we support black wrestlers. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm, I'm getting a lot of those questions late, lately on Twitter, everywhere. And it's like, you know, why don't you guys talk about white wrestling and like, white wrestlers and stuff? It's like we do. It's just, you know, can, can, a, can Xavier Woods get a shout out? You know what I'm saying? Before also, there's like 300 podcasts out there. Yeah. talking about white wrestlers so right yeah. your needs are served by someone else yeah even though like the black wrestling shows talk about the white wrestlers you know what i'm saying that's like can we can we do something for the brothers also racist tidbits is a great name for a show yeah yeah we need we need to have that uh, that segment on our show we need to have a racist tidbits and just look at the comments because you'll get at least two or three that's, per episode. That's the one, like, like that's, I've already noticed, Marcus, we're two episodes in at post, and that's me and Chris's dynamic. Like, once I put the show out, I give it up to the people. Chris is on every comment and every thread, like, who said something? Y'all y'all got something to say? Yeah. Like, Chris, yeah. like, Chris, I live by the hope factor. Chris lived by the wish factor. I wish a mother... No, but I never, I never like go at them the way I could. You know what I'm saying? I'll, anytime I see those comments, I'm always respectful, even when they don't deserve respect. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I'm gonna, I am gonna let you know I don't appreciate it, but I'm not gonna sit there and go back and forth with you. If eight years ago when you guys started this podcast, that is something I would have did. Uh, but you know. Um, age and attrition has taught me that that's just not the way I'm doing things no more. You know? Every every show needs a Charles Oakley to, uh, <laughs> to be the enforcer. But yeah, Marcus, uh, obviously uh, there's some things you can't tell people right now, but uh, yes. all will be revealed Monday, I believe you said. Uh, Monday. So let people know where they can find you on social media if they want to continue uh, wishing you well. Uh, you can find me on social media at Marco Will, M-A-R-C-O-W-I-L-L. And as I mentioned, um, I'll be able to give some more information about what I'm going to be doing um, without being as cryptic. So, uh, yeah, I start my new job on Monday. And then at that point, I can, I'll can i actually show what I'm doing. So. Yeah. And here, here's the thing. Full disclosure, like I, I've been sitting on a fire tweet in the drafts. Waiting for Marcus to make this announcement so I could I could fire off this fire tweet. But I can't I can't do nothing with it yet. Just let it, let it, you know, marinate. Let it, yeah. let it simmer. Let yeah. Simmer will be going out. Let it marinate. I guess. <laughs> Just save let your, it cook for a little gender. bit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, we we are all excited for Marcus's next chapter again. At Marco Will is where you can leave him all sorts of well wishes and thoughts and 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 good vibrations as he heads into this next chapter of his life. Uh, if you want to follow me at in the number eight M O Z A I K at Nate Mosaic on Twitter. Uh, in addition to the NWA podcast, which Chris just talked about, I am part of the Naomi podcast over the DCTV podcast networks. Naomi, the new show on the CW produced by Ava DuVernay is going to be out next year. And so uh, we've got a podcast for it. It's myself as well as uh, America's sweetheart, Brittany Monet, bringing y'all that show. In addition on that Naomi podcast feed, you can get all of the previous episodes of the Black Lightning Podcast 
as well as the Lituation Room, which is going to be me, Brittany, Vanessa Shark, and uh, Clement Bryant, who's speaking of engagements, Clement Bryant yes. uh, just got engaged over the weekend at Disneyland. So uh, shout out to Brother Clement. And, uh, you know, that's, that's one of were, – were you at Disneyland the same time he was out there, Marcus? I was. I was um, – I saw Brittany's tweet about it, and I sent it to you. I was at the time waiting for – the train at the train station. So I was mm. not too far from the castle where he proposed. And um, yeah, so that would have been funny if I came across that. I, I would have I'd have never met him in life, so I would have known who he was. But uh, congratulations. Yeah, shout out to Clement Bryan. It's a hardworking brother. I'm very happy for him and his fiance. Uh, so yeah, you can find out that at the uh, Naomi podcast feed and Let's see. Main event over Place to Be Nations, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, check out the Patreon uh, because, uh, like, there's some good stuff going on at the Patreon. And uh, who knows? Like, I have a feeling the younger this show gets, because that is one of the things I do want to try to do with the Kings of Sport is maybe get a little bit younger. The younger this show gets, the more we might do the Patreon stuff and the YouTube stuff and things of that nature. So check out the Patreon, patreon.com backslash the Kings of Sport. Five bucks gets you in the door. If you want to pay more, we won't stop you. So uh, unless you have any any other things to say to the people, Marcus, we are going to tie a bow on this uh, this chapter and this episode of the Kings of Sport podcast. Uh, no, thank you, Nate. Um, you know, I think that's, that's the only way to go out is just to thank you for getting this whole thing started. And, uh, most people don't know, Nate does all the production and stuff behind the scenes. Uh, I just simply pay some bills and upload the episode. So, uh, Nate does the, the hard work over there. Um, so there would be no show without Nate learning editing. I mean, you weren't editing shows before this, correct? You were sort of. No, so, like uh, I'd, I'd edited video before, but I had never edited audio. Like this yeah. is my first time editing audio. Yeah. So, and the show was a lot more elaborate when we first started. Um, <laughs> yeah, those early shows are ridiculous. Like if you go back and listen yeah. to them, it's like at least three or four breaks every show with music going in and out of the breaks. Like I thought I was on the radio for real, Marcus Vandenberg. <laughs> I know ad reads and and, and yes, audible. Yes, yeah, so many audible ad reads. And- Yes. Yeah. So many audible ad reads that never generated any damn money for us. You guys should read some more books or listen to some more books. Yes. Um, so yeah, thank you, Nate. And then um that's it. We'll be back soon. Give us uh Yeah. I mean we are we are still on CP time, so give us <laughs> a, a few weeks. But um and, and once we do figure out what we're doing, we will announce it on social and all that stuff. And, yeah. Um, oh and and uh I I just thought about it too, Marcus. Like this, this won't be your last time on the Kings of Sport proper because if we do another like a uh, holiday kickback like we did last year, where we're not talking about sports, Mark. Like if Marcus is available, I'm sure he'll hop in for the holiday yeah. kickback. So, like things like that that are not sports related, Marcus can pop in from time to time. But uh, we'll we'll like he said, we're gonna take some time off, and or he's gonna take some time off. Uh, and then because I've got to figure out what the next episode of this show is going to be. And then we got to figure out what we're going to do together. So, you know, give us give yes. us a little bit of time, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. It's summertime. Go, go summertime. Go right. Go out, get vaccinated. Go outside and leave us alone. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Thank you, guys. 
Yes. Well, thank you, brother. It's been a good run, and uh, can't wait to see what the next the next lap of this race is. And somebody's like Nate's always bringing the race into these conversations. <laughs> <laughs> so that's gonna do it. This is uh that's it for this episode of the Kings of Sport. Uh, join us next time for an all new edition of the world's most dangerous sports show. Uh, it will be all new and all dangerous uh, on that episode. Uh, but until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at KOS underscore POD and uh, subscribe to the show on all those podcatchers so you'll know when the next episode drops. So for Marcus Vanderberg, for the Professor Chris from L.A., for John Pollock, for Waiting, for Bill and Jamie from Mr. Throwback Thursday in the future when I edit this into the podcast, I am the Godfather Nate Milton. I'd like to propose a toast to my light-skinned brother Marcus, the richest man in town. Because <laughs> you've been down with the king. Well, that's all for this week's edition of the Kings of Sport. Be sure to come back next week for an all-new episode. You can leave feedback for the show on Twitter at KOS underscore POD or via Gmail at thekingsofsport at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and rate us on iTunes and tell a friend. The Kings of Sport is a production of the Mosaic Podcast Network. Whether you like it or not, he's bad. D-A-double-D-Y, that's ass. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to leave it all on the mat. Because that's what I do when I get it done so I can do it. Yeah! What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Thanks for the footlong, IRL Marshawn. No problem, tiny virtual Marshawn.